Hey, everybody. This podcast is being brought to you live from the Comedy Store. Well, not live if you're hearing this part about it. This is a recording after the fact, which I always do. I guess because, well, it's easier that way. But, and also, I know what I can talk about. I, I can tell you if it was... I probably wouldn't tell you if it sucked. I might. I might have to. If we ever did a podcast that totally sucked, I'd, I'd kind of have to tell you. This one you might want to pass on, but we're going to throw it out there anyway. That would be the honest way to do it, right? To do it in the intro. Yeah. Okay. I would do that, but this one didn't suck. And uh, what we did was we did a live comedy store podcast with uh, the great Jeff Ross and then Greg Fitzsimmons came down and then Andrew Santino, who is a fucking hilarious comedian and he has uh, an upcoming Showtime special that airs in June. But um, we just decided to try this uh jamie and i talked about it earlier today and we said fuck it let's uh let's stream live from the comedy store so i got a hold of uh adam who's the um talent coordinator here and adam hooked it up adam's gonna be on the podcast eventually too this episode <clears throat> excuse me pardon me this episode is brought to you by wink and uh wink is uh it, they used to be club w and wink is providing people with a very personalized wine club, the world's only personalized wine club. And what they do is they have wine that they sync up to whatever your taste is. And they do it by a palate profile quiz. And it's, it's really interesting. You answer a bunch of questions. They find out like, what kind of stuff you like. Because obviously people like different kinds of wine, just like they like different kinds of food. Some people like spicy food. Some people hate spicy food. Everyone has different tastes. And um, it's hard to find. I don't know shit about wine. That's part of my problem. Brian Callen knows a lot about wine. Brian Callen will sit down and bedazzle you with his worldly view. And he knows so much about grapes in the part of France. And he wouldn't get... To caught dead saying france i say france all the time because i'm trash anyway uh you rate all your wine that you receive um so they learn about you with every order and they constantly personalize the wine that they send Mm. and you could sign up for wink right now and gain immediate insider access to the best fine wine from all over the world and find out for yourself why me and thousands of other satisfying wine lovers are raving about Wink. I like wine, man. I like wine with uh, a nice red meat and perhaps some mashed potatoes. Uh, some people hate it, though, man. It's, that's one of the beautiful things about having a palate profile quiz. Like, people's tastes are fucking weird. And if you are into wine, you might not be into the wine that I'm into, bitch. God. Anyway, Wink is offering listeners this podcast 20% off right now when you go to trywink.com forward slash Rogan. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash Rogan. And they'll even cover the shipping. So you get fine wine personalized to your palate delivered right to your door. And you get 20% off and complimentary shipping right now. When once again, you go to trywink.com forward slash Rogan. Yeehaw. Do you like the wine, Jamie? Is that your favorite drink? As I become older and more sophisticated, I believe wine is my favorite thing to drink. So I, I savor it. 
I don't really savor a beer. You know, when I drink a beer, I'm just fucking uh, having a nice beer. This is nice. But when I have wine, I'm like, mm, oh, yeah, that tastes pretty good, man. I get it. I get it, man. Uh, we're also brought to you by stamps.com, right? Is that it? There it is. We're also brought to you by stamps.com, which is an awesome solution. If you send things regularly through the mail, you uh, you probably have a bunch of different packages, like if you own a small business or something. You got to get all those packages. Packages. Imagine if I was that drunk. You got to get all those packages uh, individually weighed. And it's a pain in the ass. Nobody wants to do it. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to wait in the line at the post office anymore. You can do it with stamps.com and you can do it from the comfort of your own home on your terms whenever you want to do it. You can do it super easy. This is what you do. You go to stamps.com before you do anything else. You click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. That's stamps.com. You enter in J-R-E. Um, they give you this four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes postage and a digital scale. You take the digital scale, you put the package on the scale, weigh it, and buy and print official U.S. postage specifically for that package, perfectly tailored to the weight of the package. Slap it on the package, hand it to the mailman, and you're done. That's it. And you can do everything from your desk at a fraction of the cost of one of those expensive postage meters. What the fuck is wrong with my mouth? It's always so good when the podcast is rolling, but then when it comes time to talk and read something, it just gets tied the fuck up. Anyway, you can maximize your time. It's uh, it's very efficient. It's very economically efficient. It's very it's a very smart way to uh, send things. I know a lot of people who do it. Brian Redban for all of his TV, he uses stamps.com. I know Burt Kreischer when he was uh, sending out those machine shirts. Um, that was all stamps.com. And uh, they love it. It's easy. It's convenient. And again, go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in JRE. And you get the four-week trial plus $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. All right, bitches. <laughs> That's it. So, um, please welcome Jeff Ross, Greg Fitzsimmons, and Andrew Santino in that order for the first ever Comedy Store Live podcast. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. And we are now live. Jeff Ross, this is the first time we have ever done a live podcast from the Comedy Store, and it's with you, buddy. I feel like we're in Hitler's bunker. Do you? <laughs> it I think Hitler's bunker is probably not as well lit. Definitely didn't have the sound dampening. That's how you know it's a real podcast studio. They have this shit. The sound dampening the sound stuff. dampening stuff. That you I see think this my, is cool, though. It's in the color, of the color of the Comedy Store. Got yeah. the old sign. Old Comedy Store sign in the background, and uh, we figured, fuck it. We're here all the time. Usually I'm just here hanging around after. Why not do a podcast? Have some fun. I, I love it. Hi, everybody. What's hey, up? everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. So this is tell cool. me about your fucking show. Tell Your your uh, roast battle is on Comedy Central. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Started out in the belly room. You know, you came. It's fucking great. It's one of the reasons why I came back to the store. When I came to see that show in the belly room, I was like, Wow. It was the day before Ari filmed his special, and uh, I hadn't been to the store in seven years. I and remember. I, I came here. I saw you at the improv that yeah. night. 
Yeah. I'd seen you a couple, I'd been seeing you at the Improv Arano. I kept talking about it. That's where I was doing sets. And I, I kind of made it a personal out. mission to bring you back to the comedy store. Oh, sweetie. And Roast Battle was the bait. Well, Roast Battle definitely helped too, also because it was so electric. I was like, man, yeah. there's something going on in this place. Dude, I love doing the show so much, and the comics love doing it. It's the only competition show where comics who aren't even on the show come to watch other comics. Yeah. It's insane. It's one of the rare shows where comics come to watch other comics. We're shooting in the old House of Blues across the street. They're knocking it down in a couple weeks and building condos forever. Very historic building. It's kind of crazy. So our producer, Joel Gallen, had the idea to go in there, pull the stage out, clean it up. There was like all kinds of stuff living in there. And we built our roast battle arena inside the old House of Blues for four nights. I can't believe this is happening. That's crazy. It's like, you know, the early days of wrestling or fighting or something. I can't believe they're turning into condos. That stuff's hard to realize that that's what we're going to have across the street, but maybe it'll be good in some way. Well, I bet a lot of comics are just going to get a fucking apartment there. If you can afford it, that'd be amazing. Stumble out of bed, oh, walk across the street. Oh, I not even think about that. Yeah. Why not live there? Huh. I mean, come on, man. It'd be the greatest. And if you have a reluctant girl, you know, you're uh, trying to meet a young lady. And you're like, come on back to my place. Well, I mean, I'm getting kind of tired. Listen, baby, it's just across the street. Yeah, you're there. We're already there. Come on over. Okay, Jeff. I mean, you are kind of funny. And I just want you to know I'm not that kind of girl. Well, we just we'll play we'll play ping pong over oh. in my, my in my uh, rec room. Ping, ping pong is a good one to play. Everyone thinks they know how to play foosball, right? I'm not. I don't know. Do they? Yeah, a lot of drunk people think they know how to play that. Oh, one. foosball. Yeah, you know that right. thing. Yeah. Like nobody knows how to play ping pong. Like a few people do, but those are they're assholes. I have two Chinese cousins, and they're very good at ping pong. China and ping pong go together for some reason. Is that video? Has anyone seen that video of Bruce Lee hitting the, the nunchucks? Is that real? No, it's not real. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Rogan, you ruined it. Why did you think it was real? It looks so fucking fake. How do I know? I, don't, I could eat glass. Can you imagine if he was a, like a world champion ping pong player plus this martial arts master? <laughs> I didn't even take it the fact that his ping pong was that good. It was more like he was hitting the ball without... But wasn't he doing it with nunchucks? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I'm pretty sure I can't... I don't even know why I answered that. I should have told you yes. It was true. <laughs> totally real, bro. Bruce, he was a master, Damn, bro. I just want, never wanted to know, and I shouldn't have asked. I was I here know. one night where Eddie Griffin was telling a Bruce Lee story, and Eddie Griffin was just drunk as fuck, and he was making up some Bruce Lee story. He's like, there was 39 people in the room when he died. All of them attacked Bruce Lee. 18 of them died before they got him. Wow. I was like, what? No, 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 no. He, he, he had like an allergic reaction to a drug or something. He had like a blood clot or something. Hmm. I don't know. Strange. Some people think... Some people think the Chinese triad had him whacked. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know his son Brandon died on the set of a movie right. where they had a fake gun, like a gun with a blank, yeah. and they shot at him, and there was something inside the gun, and it wound up killing him. <sighs> yeah. What a way to go. Was it a stuntman who shot him or another actor? <sighs> I think it was another actor. And they, from then on, they, now they made Oof. a new rule after that, I think. This might be bullshit, but I think the new rule was what I had heard was that you can't point a gun at someone when you shoot them. Like instead of shooting you with a blank, if you and I were in a movie and I was going to shoot you with a blank, I'd have to do that. Or it looks like from over there that I'm shooting at you, but I'm really shooting to the left of you. Oh, fascinating. Wow. Yeah. 
I guess I never realized that. Sightline is weird. Yeah, you remember his brother, the crow? Mm-hmm. Or his son, rather? Yeah. Was in the movie, The Crow? It was cool. And they did have to, they had to finish it without him or something? Yeah, they had to like hire some guy to pretend to be him, I think. It's 2017. We're almost done with January, and not one major celebrity has died in any way yet. Crazy. Amazing how many dropped off right before the end, though. Carrie Fisher was a bummer. That was crazy. Who else died? Prince. David Prince, Bowie. George Michael, David Bowie. Prince is a bad one, man. He died from fucking pain pills. Oof. Abe Vigoda. We lost fish? A year ago. Really? Beginning of last year. No shit. Tough one. He was I didn't 175 know about that one. years old. He was at least that old. <laughs> right, what was that other? Barney. Um, His SAG number Barney was Miller? three. Barney Miller, right? Wasn't that a, the, he was on, the He played fish show? on Barney Miller. And then he had Fish, he was on his own show. Well, he was in the Godfather movies. That's true. He, he had a spinoff, though, right? Didn't fish. he? Fish. Yeah, that was a show. I love a, that show. It was only on one season, <laughs> but everyone remembers it. How is that possible? If there's a show on now with for one season, you don't even know it's on. You never heard of it. You never remember. Fish lasted one season, and everyone remembers it. Do you think this now that, you know, you know you've been on TV a bunch of times, and you know, you've had your own show, and now you've got Rose Battle on. Do you think... There's so many shows on now with so many networks and so many channels, and then there's streaming shit like Netflix and Hulu and you know CISO and uh, a million. It's almost like there's too much content. I think it's just for some reason more narrowed. You know, you get your exact audience. That's true. Strange, you yeah. know, like Doug Benson has something for pot smokers, and someone else has something for home improvement, and then there's a thirty a channel just for cooking shows and. It's kind of like that, I guess. Uh, otherwise, it's hard to understand. Well, it's it's hard to get people to know about your show just from TV. Right. You, you need like some sort of a web presence and some sort of a social media presence and something else. It's like regular shows. Like If you just put it on after a successful show, nobody knows what the fuck it is. They right. just change the channel to something they do know. Right. Interesting. There's almost too many things going on now, Jeff. That's what's hard about it launching any tv show and we're doing our show as a tournament like as an event so by the time you even know it's on it's over yeah but it's so good it's so good it can't lose that's that's a show when when they said that they were going to turn that into a television show i'm like that can't miss it can't miss and you know especially if you could figure out a way to do them all in the belly room I really feel like the belly room is something special. It really is the magic. There's there. something, it's so intimate. It's so, and when you see someone get fucking crushed in the belly room, like I've heard some goddamn <laughs> Titanic lines up there. What did Kim Kong did say about this girl? She said, oh, she said, she's not union, but her tits are sag. <laughs> it really is a joke writer's showcase. It is. Well, we're that's doing the it thing. the last. It's it's next weekend. I don't know when you were posting. We're live, so it's yeah. We're live now. We're live now. Hi, I forgot. For oh, a second. hi everybody. So when is it's, it? Uh, it's 26, 27, 28, and twenty nine January. Four nights in a row. And it, it has it already. It's a, it's a bracketed tournament. We're start taping tomorrow, and then the finale is live on the 29th. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Live yeah. on TV. It's fun right now because right around we're in the comedy store right now. All the New York comics are staying across the street, so they're all coming over to check out the comedy store. And now we're shooting across the street in the old House of Blues. So like this whole little neighborhood is going to be roast battle neighborhood for a week or so. You hear the piano? It's kind of great. We're downstairs below the original room. So this you is can underground hear the piano. comedy. <laughs> this is underground. <gasps> That's what we're going to call it. Underground at the comedy store. Right? I love that. Perfect, because we're underground. 
That's what we'll call it. Got it. Love that. Live underground from the comedy store. Fuck yeah. Because you can hear you can hear comics killing up there. You can hear the the piano music. It's fucking awesome. It's got man. a real feel to it, bro. Dude, you shaved your eyebrows. I ran into you in New York five months ago and you had shaved your eyebrows. How do I look now? They're kind of not fit back yet. <laughs> I'm a strange-looking guy, Rogan. I mean, <laughs> how long does it take for eyebrows to grow back? Could be a lifetime. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> That's so weird. Like I, I thought eyebrows would be like a beard. Like I don't grow- really have hair on my body. You don't? Uh, you like yeah. your body hair? Yeah. Like my sister's never shaved her legs. And- Look, Greg Fitzsimmons, everybody, come on in, Greg. Come in. Fuck yeah, oh get in here, God. buddy. We saved Hi. you a spot. Isn't this cool? Episode. Hi, Greg. Dude, you are here. Got Is it better for here? On. This one's fine? Okay. Beautiful. Welcome to Hitler's bunker. I know. <laughs> Can't we tr- fuck Ava? No. How was Can your you set? That? How was your set? You know, it was one of those crowds where if you did new shit that you were excited about, they were with you. And as soon as you did a bit that had any dust on it, they just fucking flatlined. So do you think that was you or they felt they felt it in you oh it was definitely me it was me because i felt like when you have new stuff you get so excited about doing it that you come alive right and you're you're not reciting it you're really saying it and then when you transition into shit that you've been doing for too long you lose that freshness and they sense there's a difference between the the material there's a moment when you're doing an old bit where you you have so much shame and you try to you try to like reignite it and yeah, power right. it up and it doesn't right. work and you're like oh right. why am I still doing this fucking shitty bit <laughs> right right it's like when you see a guy yelling at his son in a parking lot oh. and he doesn't even believe it he's and just doing it because he thinks that's how a father's supposed to act you know what's even worse <laughs> is when you see someone yelling at their kid and then you look over and you make eye contact with them and they realize they shouldn't be yelling at their kid yeah. and they've lost their cool right. Plus, I can imagine you looking at a guy who's yelling at his kid. There's probably a little bit of a menacing look on your face. I try not to be. I try to be kind. Yeah. I don't want to be menacing to parents. <laughs> or audiences, for that matter. I'm not a yeller. I don't yell at my kids, man. I might raise my voice occasionally if they're doing something really fucked up, like they're being mean to each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember people yelling at me, man. Like that, the cortisol reaction, you know, that happens in a kid's brain and all the stress hormones that get released. It's like, there's plenty of fucking bad shit going on in the world. They don't need their parents yelling at them too. Well, especially when you put it in perspective, like your parent at any given time is possibly three or four times bigger than you. Oh yeah. And then when they yell at you on top of that, that's really, that's fucking intimidating. Yeah. Okay, well, I sound like a couple of pussies right now. We have kids. You become a <laughs> pussy. You definitely do in a certain way. You become a pussy. Yeah, yeah you definitely. Well, the good thing about that, me not yelling, is my fucking six year old is not even remotely scared of me. Like not even a little. She yeah. she mocks me like openly. Like I go, hey, listen, you can't do that. She yeah. She sticks her tongue out at me, and she's not even like a little nervous around me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should be a little harder. <laughs> just leave some videotapes of you doing jujitsu on somebody, just in a loop. <laughs> yeah, just show her. Room. Room. Well, I teach her. I teach my kids. Oh. You know, they take martial arts, and uh, my six-year-old is actually a higher rank than my uh, eight-year-old. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think that gives them the confidence to talk smack at you. No, no. If he hits me, I can block it. No, I don't think that's it. I just think they know I'm not going to do anything. Hmm. They they beat the shit out of me though. They're allowed to hit me, 
like because uh, there are a lot of practice techniques on me. I allowed them uh, yeah. like full blast leg kicks. So especially my eight year old, she can fucking hit hard, man. She'll like step into a leg kick and crack. Yeah, like and, and uh, you know she lets me know she's gonna do it, but I let her do it so she could feel what it's like to hit a real person like yeah. as hard as you want. Yeah, you're her meat puppet. Yeah, it's interesting. You know Jeff Ross, the black belt in Taekwondo. I did know that. Yeah. Wow. What year did you Back become a black eyebrows. belt? I was I was not even eleven. Oh, so it's a junior a black belt. Easy, buddy. Hey, <laughs> that's nice though. It's uh, it's great if you fight it was a midget. A black belt. I had to teach adults in order to get my black belt. Really? You had to teach adults? Really? That was part of the test. Oh, you learn a lot when you teach. That's true. Your son's a black belt, right? Yeah, junior black belt. Junior black belt. Yeah, oh, he did it for like eight years. A lot of different schools That's have a like different distinctions. Eight years of anything at that age is pretty great. What's tough is once they get the black belt, there's not new forms to learn. It's just perfecting what you've already learned, and a lot there's a big drop off because kids are so in. They're so used to getting a new belt and learning new. What do they call it? Katas. Yeah, right. yeah. Depending on it's either yeah, it's uh, depending on what what style art. Kata is actually a Japanese word. Uh, in it depends on what martial art. Like in Taekwondo, I think they called it. What's the word? Pumseis, yeah. yeah. Pumseis, and it's different for other styles of uh, Korean martial arts have a different name for it, too. But, um, yeah, well, you can go to higher degrees, though. You can get, like, second degree, third degree. It takes degree. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It takes a different mentality to go to that level. Yeah, that is a thing, man. Once people achieve black belt, they feel like they're done, you know? They're, the mountain has been climbed, mm. you know? That's one thing that you don't – well, I guess you kind of have that in all martial arts – but Taekwondo, you're doing a lot of uh, like light contact sparring, you know, and because of that, I think uh, it's not as engaging as like jujitsu because jujitsu is kind of like full blast because you're not hitting each other. Mm. You're just like doing chokes and arm bars and stuff like that. And as long as someone has control, like, you know, and they don't hurt you, like, you know, when someone is in a bad position, you don't like if, you know, you have someone's arm and they're, it's totally locked out, even if they're not tapping, you're not going to break it. You know, yeah. what, you know what to do, you know, like when it's breaking and when it's not. So I yeah. usually just wait till somebody gets an erection. Then we call it a day. Do you finish them off? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Good man. I was just, I made a joke last night on your show. <laughs> it just kind of came up, but somebody goes, uh, I, this guy goes, I'd have sex with you. And I go, I go, oh, that's nice. He go, <laughs> <laughs> that's he goes, nice. he goes, but I'd be the top. I go, of course you'd be the top. Cause the only way anyone's fucking me is I'm flat on my face and you just tackled me. And it's probably a three way. <laughs> that's the only way I'm getting fucked is these two guys and I'm the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. What's the closest you ever came to fooling around with a guy, Jeff? Right now, not close. Not right close now? at all. <laughs> this conversation. You ever got Ooh, high and like uh, oh, just snuggled? I guess I saw. Mm. What happened? He's rubbing. He his just eyes. cut himself off. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't, 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 can't get into that. Like, he's, you know what he's thinking now? This right. is part of the problem with being the roast master. He's thinking someone's going to use this on me in a roast. Yeah, yeah. could be a you roast can't show battle. A soft underbelly. Do you think you'll ever wound up battling on roast battle? Oh yeah. I think Definitely. down the road. I think, are you already preparing? No, I, I just think about how it would work. You know, I look at like who I would be fun to battle. You know, I'm obviously a bit easy target for a guy who works the door here. He's going to destroy me. You know, like it's like, <laughs> of 
course, how the mighty will fall. But I still think it would be fun anyway. What does it feel like knowing that you roasted the president of the United States? You roasted Trump. It is, it is totally and totally a weird feeling. And I saw him a couple of weeks ago. I saw him down in Florida and exchanged pleasantries. And How did you see him? You were just talking about that on stage. I saw him uh, in Palm Beach. At a at his golf course. What were you golf, doing at his golf course? Having lunch. What? The, we, I, I don't understand your life. Jeff Ross's life is like Nation. nobody else's. I follow him on fucking uh, Instagram, <laughs> and like every night he's in a different city yeah. with a different set of cool people. Well, when you're a successful man, you don't have children. Yeah, you, right. And you're not married. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Jesus, what a life. Yeah, you you really do have a good life in that regard. You're I'm free good. as a bird. It is cool. How the fuck have you managed to not get tied down? I'm ready to get tied down. You're I wish, ready. I wish I. You say, they say that. They I say wish that. I was meet somebody yeah. who could who could do that. They who say that when that they're too. around us. Yeah, that's and not true. Their- that's not true. I I would like to settle down. Really? Yeah, I haven't met the right person. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, how come you haven't met the right person? Because you're know. in a new city every night. You fuck. Well, you're constantly traveling. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm looking the wrong way. Do you I think you came close a couple times? Do you think you'll have a little Jeff someday? I really hope so. Yeah. I really. How old are you now? So fifty. It's fifty-one. Huh. It's over. Why? Because your cum is bad. <laughs> you really think so? Yes. If you taste it's it, toast. it's probably it's bitter. Toast. It's probably yeah. like sour Come on, milk. Don't freak me yeah. out. Don't freak me out. You already told me that the Bruce Lee video wasn't real. <laughs> he thought the Bruce Lee video of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks, he thought that was real. No, you didn't. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> They're round. Nunchucks are round. <laughs> and who the fuck is that good that you could time it? You'd have to time like the ping pong. You, you, it's not like a paddle. That's like a rigid thing where you can kind of hit it. You have to time the swing of the thing. I thought he was a badass. Well, he was definitely a badass. No doubt about it. Uh, he was the original mixed martial artist. Yeah. You think my cum is bad? It's probably not good. It's probably not good. You probably have to. Get a nephew or somebody to kick in. Come yeah. on, don't probably get out. some of Greg's come. Greg's still got a couple of good swimmers in there. This is terrible news. Um, at a certain age, when men have children, there's a high risk of autism. And somebody was mocking Trump. I think it was Rosie O'Donnell was mocking Trump's kid. Like oh, saying, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell did. Yeah, which I thought was like, wow. I know that he said some fucked up shit about her, but going after his kid like I that is like, that's how that shows you how much he hurt her. Yeah. She wrote a poem about how depressed she was when he became president. Yeah. When he won. No, it wasn't he? He hadn't even won yet. He made fun of her in a debate. In one of the debates, he ta- was talking like someone said he talked bad about women. Mm. He's like, well, Rosie O'Donnell. But everybody agrees with me. Yeah. And he, he, like, he got a laugh. And apparently she was just so devastated. She called his kid autistic? Later. It was after that, like after that. I think she was just like crushed. Yeah, she was talking about how sad she was, and you know? like she couldn't go outside. And I haven't seen his kid. Does he look autistic? Looks like a fucking kid. I don't yeah. know. He's a tall, good-looking kid. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got he a loves bunch that of kids. kid. He gave him Rhode Island for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy star. Well, the kid's ten, and he's seventy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So he was 60 when he... Yeah, when he shot one in. Jesus. Yeah. Because the thing is, now you just think about how much your cell phone is in your pocket. How many waves are going through your semen all the time. Mm. Oh, you don't put it in your pocket? I do. Sometimes. You do. 
Why does everybody mm-hmm. think that radiation's bad? Remember when we were kids? Yeah. The comic book guys got yeah, radiation. Don't sit too close they to the TV. Heroes. Yeah. But don't, they became heroes. Don't sit too close to the TV, they used to tell you. Yeah, yeah they were worried about that. But I think that was for your eyes. Oh. Right? But like like radiation in comic books, it always does good shit. Yeah. You know? Hmm. People get superpowers. Right. People go radiation when they're ill. It's a healing thing now. Not really. They do to kill the tumor, but it right. kills you too. Oh. It just kills the tumor more than it kills you. It kills the tumor first, and it brings you to the door of death, and then you pull back Oof. and start drinking wheatgrass juice and getting your life together. That's right. I just ordered some probiotics online today. Oh, yeah? You should eat um, actual live probiotics. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like yogurt? kimchi, yogurt, kefir is good, yeah. all that stuff. I'm a big proponent of probiotics. I eat a lot of it, man. It's yeah. huge. Like what? What is that? Kimchi, well, probiotics is anytime you're taking in like healthy bacteria, like uh, whether it's in the form of yogurt, acidophilus, uh, sauerkraut is actually a healthy, especially raw sauerkraut. Oh, yeah? Actually a very good probiotic. Huh. Really good for you. Hmm. There's a lot of like natural food stores, like whole foods type places that have probiotic sauerkrauts. Really good for you because it's fermented. Yeah. And anytime you're fermenting something, what's happening is like this bacteria is uh is you know living on the food so like like when you're eating kimchi there's bacteria living on the food but it's healthy bacteria mm. okay because mm. i fart so bad and it's been it's been years i think i caught giardia when i was down in florida really and Were you i just drink never, out of a creek no tap water in florida man you're not supposed to drink it it's the worst tap water in america what because it's a sandbar there's no fucking fresh water down there yeah, but isn't all tap water treated with like chlorine? Yeah, and but there's fucking... only so much they can do with that shit down there. Really? Look at those people. And so I started farting, and it just I t- I went on all kinds of antibiotics, and I got rid of like a bulk of it, but the farts have remained. Like, and so it... somebody told me pro- probiotics can uh, clear it up. The, have you ever heard that when people get poop um, transfusions? No. Yeah, they'll take poop from a healthy no. person. Yes. Yes, it's a real thing. Ass to ass? No, well, they don't make you go butt to butt with somebody. <laughs> I think they go in and fish it out, and they shoot it up in you. But they literally will shoot somebody else's poop up your wow. up your asshole into your body. Yeah. And some people even swallow poop tablets. Wow. Yeah. They never heard that. Yeah, yeah. They do to um, to people that have like really unhealthy gut biomes. Mm. And one of the issues with a lot of people is antibiotics. When you take antibiotics, it doesn't just kill the bad stuff. It kills good stuff, too. Oh, they just had the first woman who couldn't be cured by antibiotics. Did you read about that? No. Yeah, she had some kind of a, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of a, a bacteria. Like MRSA? You know, I, I, I wish I knew more about the story, but... Um, I don't know. Maybe we can look it up on the internet. But it was the first time that they tried every type of antibiotic, and it didn't work. And they Whoa. said that this could mark the beginning of untreatable viruses. So bacteria or virus, I guess. Bacteria. Bacteria, right? Yeah. You yeah, don't well, treat viruses a- with antibiotics. I don't think so. You take antiviral medications, a different thing, I right. believe. But bacteria, like as far as um, like the stuff that you get, like from staph infections and stuff like that, has gotten stronger and stronger over the years. Yeah. Especially in hospitals, man. There's a lot of people that catch MRSA from hospitals, and they fucking wind up dying. Yeah. Hell it's a yeah. big issue. Guys are really depressing me. Don't. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Do you have talking a light? about Rose Bottle. Do you have no. a light? I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we are in the final hours before the... Um, Inauguration. 
the inauguration. It's a crazy time. I didn't think that I would be this. I really thought after the election, I would wrap my head around it and I would be like, okay, this is normal. Trump is going to be president. Like, I would have some sense of like, okay, I don't feel any more um, uh, ready for this than I was the night after the election. No, it's weird. It's 100% weird. I was watching this video that someone was playing um, on their Instagram page where they, they were there while Trump was walking into this room in D.C. and surrounded by Secret Service agents and all these sycophants and all these weird people around him. And this guy's yelling out, thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you. You are a godsend, sir. You're yeah. a god. Andrew Santino, ladies and gentlemen, come on in. Have What's a up? seat, fella. You're, you, you're coming in right at the time Jeff Ross is handing you a joint. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Buddy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Santino, uh, live Netflix special on the way. Trump supporter, by the way. He voted five huge, times. Huge Trump supporter. <laughs> I voted as many times as I could. Yeah, he, I kept doing it. He had a fake ID. He pretended to be Mexican. <laughs> I, I did, actually. Yeah, I became Andrew uh, Andrew Andrew Santino. Santino. So Mexican. I switched it up. Santino. Yeah. yeah, Santino. Yeah, Santiago. Yeah, big, big Trump supporter. Fitz, you are, too. Well... I'll just say right now, ladies, get your abortions before noon tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you think Trump's had a lot of girls get abortions? I think he's going to back oh, off. Of are that. you shitting me? He's got a frequent fetus card. Oh yeah, he's 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 driven a few ladies off into the clinic. Of course, absolutely. That's his and, thing. Well, they were they were saying that about G.W. Bush was that there was a pretty well documented case when he was in college. Where did he go to Texas or something? Yeah, uh, that Probably. he that he, he went to college. He went to he went he sort went of. to fucking Yale, didn't he? No, yeah, no, Wharton School of Business. Right? No, that's Trump oh, talking about GW. Oh, okay, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did go to he Yale. Went to didn't Yale, he? yeah, yeah, because he was in the Skull and Bones, right? Yeah, GW. Both Bushes went. Right. All the Bushes went to Yale, right? That's one of those grandfathered in things, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. whole family How about family George and Barbara Bush doing double suicide to get out of going to the inauguration? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? They're both in the they? hospital. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, they're both dying right now on they're purpose. Like, Why don't we just stop taking our medication? <laughs> 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 What well, do you think, Georgie? Maybe we should stop taking our medical. We won't have to go to the inauguration. What medicine? Who are you? I want to go skydiving. Why is Martha Washington in my bedroom? Jeb, put that down. I didn't see him for years, and then I saw him recently, and he was in a wheelchair on some some interview and some video, and it made you realize, like, wow. Mm. It's been a while. I know. It's crazy to think that yeah. Carter's still alive and uh, W is still alive. Dick, How old's Carter? Bush. He's old. Well, he was he's old. He was like president 90. in 76. Was he? Yeah, he was already old. Yeah. He huh. was an interesting guy, man. You know, Carter didn't really get a fair shake. He was a... Go to the the presidential library. Carter's in Atlanta is awesome. You should check it out. Well, I heard some speeches that he gave before uh, when he was running for president, back when Hunter S. Thompson recorded a speech that he gave at uh, one of those Washington's it out. No. <clears throat> Anyone's about you want some more of those? I'm good. Okay. Oh, I'm good too. Oh, Jesus. It was uh it was in that movie Fear and Loathing. Not Fear and Loathing, the other one. Um Gonzo, the life and works of yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Hunter S. Thompson, the documentary mm. on him. Really interesting, man. Like Carter was, you know, he was a pretty intense and moral guy. Like very very powerfully so. He was a good Christian. He was the good kind of Christian. 
the good, the good kind. <laughs> well, because I think people can use Christianity as a way of feeling better. Then, yeah. Or you can be, a, or it can be a life of service. And he was very much a life of service. Right. There's like two. There's like the the, the way that like my dad goes to church still, just because he just likes the people that are there. Yeah, more yeah, so than anything else. He's community. like, I just want to go see fucking people that I've known for for forty years. Yeah, he's like, I don't really listen ever. I mean, my, like my dad is notoriously just fallen asleep con- every single time. Yeah, he's just <laughs> there to like see some friends before and after. Yeah, mm. it's a fucking, it's a club. But it's a do you club. think? I mean, because here's, I'm, I go back and forth on religion because it's, it's so easy to take like the. Uh, you know, the agnostic route and say that all religion is evil and all that. But it's like so much good shit has happened because of organized religion. I mean, yeah. look at what the Jews have done in this country with uh, just fucking hospitals alone. And then you got Christians that have gone to Central America, you know, nuns that have fucking saved villages. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's tons of good stuff. I think it's. I think the cheap fucking route is to say that religion sucks, just because that's a bl- easy blanket to go. Fuck religion. It's just caused every war. It's the worst thing. It's like yeah, there's a lot of fucking negatives to it. Yeah, you know but, they blamed it on every war, but war is something that's caused by people. Yeah, and people would have found a reason to go to war. They go to war because they're apes. Yeah, they go to war because apes fight against apes. It's like they're always dominating for that alpha position. If they're blaming it on religion, it's just a convenient reason to go fuck somebody up they would have done it because they had diamonds or they'd do it for oil <clears throat> They're not right. yeah that's the thing in ireland they try to pretend that the it's a war between the protestants and the catholics no it's the fucking brits yeah trying to colonize and destroy a population of people yeah that's it and people get tribal they get you know people will fight the fucking raiders will fight the eagles you know the yeah. fans <laughs> will meet in the parking lot and and have a fucking gang war <laughs> You know, that's just what people do for a shirt color. Yeah, they just yeah. what people do. I mean, didn't they? They beat some guy almost to death in uh, Dodger of, Stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, he put him in a coma. Horrible, San Francisco man. fan. Some guy with his uh, kid, right? Yeah, kids. He had his kids with him, and he was they, and two dudes just. Yeah, I think the kid was autistic though. <clears throat> Was he? He just no, went for just, it. Yeah, just uh, I was going to say, help himself. <laughs> <laughs> his instincts took over. <laughs> he was autistic. Yeah, it's just crazy how tribal people are, and that's one of the things that you're seeing with this election too. Whether you're a Trump supporter or, or a, a Hillary supporter or a Bernie supporter, whatever, if you just can step back from it for a second and look at it objectively, what you're seeing is these people that are like blindly loyal to one side mm-hmm. or the other, and, mm. and then you just see giant clumps of them that move in that direction and very few people who look at it and have like a balanced perspective that's outside of like an ideology very you know what i mean like very few people are going well we got this guy who won a popularity contest and he's the first actually popular person who won this popularity contest yeah and everybody else who's been winning this popularity contest has just been in this one select group so in that sense it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it's going to be a disruptive thing, and this system is not good. It's not good to have the same fucking families run the country over and over again, have the same bureaucracy, the same red tape, all the shit that people have had to deal with when it comes to politics. Like It's not a perfect system, and it's not getting improved. And one of the reasons it doesn't get improved is because the people that run the system have a, a – they have a, like a concerted there's – a, there's a great benefit 
for them to keep the system in place. There's plenty of jobs. There's plenty of people doing it. There's plenty of red tape. There's plenty of confusion. There's plenty of d- debate and influence, and, and it goes back and forth from side to side, and all that keeps it relevant, and it keeps people from stopping and saying, why are there these two groups? One is right and one is left. One's conservative and one's liberal, when most of us are a combination of all those things. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, it's a, it's you know it, it's all projections by the big business to say there's even a right and a left. They, yeah. They've got both. They're pulling the strings on both sides. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I was saying that, that, that I remember like coming around the store and listening to people at the beginning of the campaign, Trump's campaign, you know, like vehemently hating him so much. And, and that kind of like extremism was the same for like Bernie support, like the Bernie chaos, like the Bernie thing was crazy. I mean, it was like the same kind of crazy chaotic, like fuck anybody but Bernie. And the Trump supporters were the same way. It was like, fuck anybody but donald trump it was like extremes on both sides and it's the same thing at some point you're you're at a level plane right zero is the same as a hundred hmm. you know what i mean like if i said if i said to a friend of mine how gay are you on a percentage scale zero to a hundred and if a guy says if a guy says uh a hundred okay he's gay and then if a guy says second guy says oh yeah i'm you know 48 i'd be like okay i get that yeah that's tendencies like jeff Ross. Yeah. yeah 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 jeff me but then if a guy says zero i'm zero Fuck that. It's the same as the hundred guy. Yeah. Right. The extremism is the same. It's just a different it's just a, a different angle. But there's not enough people that are forty percent gay. There's and, not enough people in the middle of it all. Yeah, and a lot of people try to say, Well, no, I'm, I I actually really am independent. And it's like I wish, but then you talk to them a little bit and they're they're on one side or the yeah, other. Of course. It's very difficult because there's no truth anymore. There's no paper. There's no one there used to be like if you watched, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC News, mm. there was a journalistic integrity that they subscribed to and both sides said, These are the facts. Right. There's no news outlet any longer that both sides look at. No. That's a really important point. It, I mean, it's very, like, very clear. It's cut and dry. How did that happen? I don't know. I want, I'm curious to know when it happened. Like, what at what time period of politics did that become the notion of the shift of like an obvious? This is precisely who we're who we're for, and it's clear. I was mm. watching CNN and um, Fox News back and forth, mm. like after the debate. <clears throat> and it was so fascinating, man. It was like, who is telling the truth? Like, mm. what what is happening here? Yeah, because like, these are two totally different stories, and they're they're so they're so clear on one side or the other. Like mm-hmm. Fox News, <clears throat> excuse me, was so clear on Trump's side, yeah. and CNN was so clear on Hillary's side. Mm. It was so they obvious. Switched places in one day. They were concentrating. CNN, did. CNN and Fox News. They just switched places. In, yeah. in, overnight. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. How one of them Fear became. Network and Fox yeah. News is yeah. The reality. Well, what what uh, news do you follow, Jeff? I follow it all. I don't follow any news. I watch and read a lot of news. Yeah. I always. You have like a aggregator on your phone that pulls from different news no, sources. I, I just tend to search up topics. Mm-hmm. Be curious what Chris Christie's up to this week or <laughs> Al Franken or yeah. I'll just get someone on my mind. Sometimes I'll go to Politico and usually there's a great angle that you hadn't thought of. Politico and Guardian are good for different angles. Yeah, the Guardian's good. Yeah, because they're, you know, they're outside the, the, well, originally, I guess there's a lot of, uh, their writers are Americans now, right? Did yeah, you see the Guardian? <clears throat> initially it was UK. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You want some water? Yeah, I'm good, dude. I don't know what's going on. That weed's strong. Did you see that Guardian article um, by um, Glenn Greenwald 
about this uh, unsubstantiated attacks on Trump. It was really interesting. No. Well, like fake news? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and he was talking about what um, you know Eisenhower had warned about. You know the oh, military-industrial yeah, complex. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is a crazy bold article. And they like, predicted a Trump-like figure rising up. Well, it's not just that. Like he's talking about how the deep state is attacking Trump. Like that's that's what he's bringing up. That the deep state is attacking him and going after him. Yeah, and that like the CIA and the intelligence agencies, like they're making some sort of a concerted effort. To, to single him out and go after him and destroy his person, wow. destroy his uh, <clears throat> excuse me, destroy his um, you know public persona, and that this that's where all the the urine thing well, came from. You get into politics when you get into politics, all this stuff blows <coughs> up. But, but, yeah, but it's, those FBI stories are crazy. A, the FBI like, doesn't give a fuck about politics; they care about the FBI. And if anybody crosses them the way uh, Trump already has, yeah, they're going to try to bury him. Yeah. But, I mean, think about that. When has there ever been a time where an unsubstantiated story about a guy who's the president-elect about peeing on beds? Mm. Like, when has there ever <laughs> – they've talked about that, like, so openly. Yeah. Like, it's, been, it's been so open that his last press conference, he <clears throat> shut down the rumor by saying he's a germaphobe. He's a germaphobe! <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how massive of a story that is, that during one of the most important press conferences – he addressed that fucking thing. He had and to. it didn't stop there. Then he went on to talk about, well, you know, everybody knows this camera is in the room. I mean, you know, what am I, stupid? Right. It wasn't like about, detail. what am I, immoral? It was, what am I, stupid? Right. <laughs> it's, so it's unbelievable. So yeah. And, and then you watch how he, I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, this might be me being ignorant, but I don't know if I've ever seen a president in a press conference or president-elect shut down a source like he did CNN was like, I won't talk to you. I yeah. absolutely like, I don't know if I've ever seen a president single one out. And then I've, they probably slyly ignore certain journalists that they don't want to fucking talk to, but I've never seen one be like, I don't talk to CNN. I don't talk to that news source. Fuck you. Well, I think that there's a protocol for who you go to first. Like for years, the first question always went to that one old woman from the Associated right. Press. Yeah, yeah, from the AP. Yeah, she was always the first question, and right, then right. Um, and then after that, I think it was there was a certain pecking order to it, and and Trump just basically <laughs> said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to choose what news and questions you guys hear from now on. Yep. He's not that the press corps is no longer traveling with him. It's the first time a president has not had the press corps with him at all times. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause and his, and well, and his reasoning was, he was like, what are you going to watch me eat food? That's that. That's what he thought that they were at. He's like, no, they, they're interested in what's going on. They, they're interested in what this, this conversation you might be having with someone of some sense of importance. But he was like, I don't want you watching me do simple shit yeah but that's just part of their fucking gig yeah that's what they've always done and th and then i think about that like how much simple shit have they seen where it's so annoying at some oh, point they've yeah. got to be like fuck this is so boring well, especially when they get on air force one and they're going to fucking russia for 10 hours and they're sit just sitting there. around and so they can do like a, a like a 30 second photo op and yell right. questions at him and then another 10 hour flight home and imagine like some one of the guys in the group is just like i think i'm gonna go talk to him and the other guy's like don't do it don't go, fucking, <laughs> don't, don't go in his room dude it's like what i think we're cool now yeah. man we've had some moments you know i feel like don't don't be that guy and then the rest of the nine hour plane flight is fucking miserable what yeah. he was praising kanye west for supporting him mm -hmm. I, I remember watching that on tv and going, is this real life yeah it was a trip is this real life? Wait, I read the greatest. I wish I know the source just because I don't want to fucking say somebody else's shit. But there was just a meme floating around on the internet that said, I bet you 
eight years ago when Obama gained presidency, there were so many uh, fucking extremists going, I bet you the first people he's going to talk to are rappers and Steve Harvey. (laughs) 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 And then you see fucking that's who Trump just drags in rappers. I loved it. I thought it was, I was like, that's so fucking true. How many white... (laughs) extremists were like he's gonna talk to rappers in the white house and it's trump that's doing it yeah it's great yeah I mean, it's so who, funny who else is he talking to like who else is he like publicly well he, you to? know don he, king yeah who? don, 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 don king. King. don, don king. king yeah he loves don king but they've had a relationship in the past <clears throat> right so like they've they go back so this is almost like he gets to invite his actual friends. Do you remember when Obama, Obama was in trouble are getting, are getting ambassadorships it's gonna be crazy no get, not not christy Christie's no? getting nothing. Nothing. I don't well, mean. I don't mean his political friends. I mean his friends. Yeah, his life friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, you guys, lawyer, do you guys remember his bu- buddies that he know? You know. Yeah. Do you guys remember when Business it was a big manager. deal that Obama was attached to that really radical professor? Yeah. It's oh crazy. yeah. Who was one of the weathermen? Is that what it was? Is yeah, that what the they weathermen. called themselves. And they were like doing acid and having orgies and shit and mm-hmm. robbing banks or something. And he was like a part of that in some way. And he was a professor that Obama knew in college. And there was always this big controversy that he knew this radical terrorist. Right. That Obama is like some fucking sleeper guy. Like no, a but sleeper he was. Cell. No, but he did have to distance himself from the guy yeah. because he, the guy did have some very um, pro uh, <clears throat> secession. What do they call it? The, the blacks that think you should return to Africa and whites should pay for it. Uh, he was one of those guys. Secessionist? Succe- yeah, I guess that's what that would Se- be. Succession. Secessionist? Secession, right? Secession, yeah, to secede. But so we know he had to back off from that guy. But it, but it's, uh, what about the guy who uh, marched? Have you, have you guys seen his brother? Do you, we, do you know about like his a, brother on fucking brother? Twitter? Obama's brother? Do you know this account? Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. There's like a guy who's saying he's his brother and it's like... I, I, he's like, I don't support him. I support Trump. You, you haven't, you haven't yeah, seen I this? Saw something he's in pretending the to be his brother. You, you saw this? Yeah. Yeah. This is he's a half brother. He's a half brother. That he's, is yeah. fake news. <laughs> it probably yeah. is. Who knows? I saw matter. Obama That's talking about fake news. He was talking about it too. I think that was fake. But Trump's, but Trump was fucking talking. <laughs> Trump was talking to this dude like, thanks for the support. Like, thanks for not supporting your half brother. Well, I mean, you want to talk about fake news. How about Trump ran around for three years saying that fucking Obama wasn't born in this country? That was crazy. (laughs) I mean, that was the beginning of fake news. Let me see his ID. Let me see his birth certificate. Yeah. And then how about the irony? Now, Trump won't show his his fucking taxes. He won't. And because he, his excuses, even after the audit's over, what do people need to see now? Like, that's that's the reasoning is like what do you want to see mm-hmm. if the if the if i get audited and i fucking deal with the government through the audit what do you need to know other than huh. we're taking care of it i think people want to know <laughs> how much money he has borrowed from china and russia yeah because that could really affect his uh you know policy Absolute, decisions. absolutely <laughs> I, I thought that that was like one of the things that you had to divulge your income. You do. Like, wasn't that a deal with Howard? That's why Howard didn't eventually like really run for governor after a certain point because they wanted him to divulge his taxes. Yeah, well, that's to. how they found out he hasn't paid his taxes. He doesn't pay taxes because of his major loss a long time ago. Oh, that was that weird thing, the Atlantic right? City loss. So he had to make some disclosure, but he doesn't. It's not. A, it's it's a general summary of his income. 
they would also say it's like how where much he has money in certain types of ways, but it's not as income taxes where you know what he spent on phone calls and security and everything. And it's just investments. Where he goes, it would also that. tell yeah. you how much he's donated to charity, which he doesn't want people to know. Uh-uh. <clears throat> I mean, he created his own charitable. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Charity. Yeah, charitable, charitable <laughs> fund, charitable, charitable charity. Charitable charity. And, uh, and apparently he hasn't given any money to it in like two or three years. It's just been money he solicited from people on the outside to give to his charity right. that then he disperses. God, that's so crazy. But that's the whole thing is like, then do we know that that's real too? Like that's the other, I, I don't know. Right. Mm. I, I, I'm, I, I would like to think that's got to be true, but then I'm like, I don't no, know. No, because they can, they can solicit the records of his charity. Non, of the nonprofit. Right, 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 right. But they can't do it for his personal right. and private. God, right. that's so Game nuts. Over. Game president for twenty years. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna change it. <laughs> he's gonna step aside, let his buddy take over, like Putin did in Russia, and uh-huh. then eventually one of his kids or something. This yeah. is it. Hello, game over. Get on board. <laughs> game <fellas. laughs> over. You really think so? Yeah. Chris Rock was saying that on stage, or a ver- you know a bit wrapped around that. It was, very, it. It was very funny. And I was stopping the thing. I was like, "We're all laughing," but if something like that did happen, if it wasn't Trump, if it was somebody like that, maybe it's the next guy to figure out how to do it like that. We, we, we've we essentially exposed the personality contest. Like yeah. you exposed the flaw in it. You're not looking for the best leader. You're looking for the person who's got the best personality for the yeah. job. The person who's got the best story. It's a reality the show. Yeah. Well, you know Which that guy is why from Dilbert, won. Scott Adams, the guy who wrote Dilbert. He's a really, really smart guy, and he predicted Trump winning a long time ago. And the reason why he predicted, he said he's the most persuasive guy I've ever seen. He said he's incredibly persuasive. He just understands the art of persuasion extremely well. And he's like, just if you looked at it like mathematically, like this guy has a really good chance, and he predicted he was going to be president. And people gave him so much shit, and he doesn't even vote. He, he's like a really interesting guy, very, very smart guy. And he wasn't saying that Trump was going to be president because he's this big Trump supporter, and he was... It wasn't that. He just he was looking at it like pragmatically. Mm. He's like, this guy has incredible uh, abilities of persuasion. Well, he's broken every single rule. <clears throat> of the, every conventional wisdom about running for president, he yeah. broke and won. So now it's like, like you said, Jeff, who fucking knows? Who knows? There's no, there's nothing normal anymore. You think he gets two terms easy and then... After that, he's then just going to no line up people. Then there's no more terms. No more terms. No more terms. That's it. No, then it's just, there's no more voting. You really think so? <laughs> I feel like it's going to get interesting. I don't. I, I feel like he locks up his own military. It's going to start. He's already marginalized the press. He's told, he's got he's his, told his followers guys that around the, him. the press is lying. You're not arresting him. You're not impeaching him. He's staying in the White House for like one, two nights a week. He's not moving. <laughs> yeah. into, he's, he's not, not even moving to fucking place. D.C. Yeah. He's not going to. He's going to stay in New He's York. having a satellite White House in New York City. He wants a satellite in Manhattan. You should have seen the video. The way he operates, there's no way he's going to the White House and having all that around him. No chance. I don't think so. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I, I think was, for I, a little while for, to make it look good, but... I am fucking freaking get, out right now. People in New York are bullshit but then again, about the traffic but, but around But then again, his... he might like it there and stay. I could see him going, you know what? It's not so bad. Let's fix He likes it when he can rub elbows with famous people. That's what's so funny about this inauguration weekend for him is that he couldn't get any celebrities, and that's all he really cares about. That was the most important thing. And then he got that one young – they offered it to that one young singer, that chick, and she said, um, I'll, I'll do it. If I can sing, um, 
oh, what is that fucking song? Uh, it's about it's about slavery in America and about black people swinging from the trees. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yes, that's the one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but she basically was like, "I'll I'll do it if you let me sing this song." And of course, they were like, "No, absolutely yeah. not." But she was just like, "I'll come do it," because every artist in the world was like, "I'm not singing there." Absolutely yeah. not. No chance. No chance. No chance. How She's strange is that? Have you ever heard anything like that where there's no artist? that you know about that want to go to that there's one country guy and he's fucking nuts who's, who's the country guy um who's the country guy's name was saying are he singing is it hank williams it Jr.? Was tonight oh leo greenwood or whatever no no, no. bigger they, this guy's huge um toby keith yeah, toby keith toby, oh, toby keith? keith is gigantic that guy's fucking he's gigantic. massive he's massive he's he's, he i think it was tonight actually yeah. kobe teeth Kobe T. <laughs> Toby Keith, Lee Greenwood, and Three Doors Down were the main. Yeah. Three Doors, What's three three doors, doors down? down. Where's and, that and from? They're, they're every band you've never heard. It's right. They had that one song. Um, they have one big star. Superman. What is it? Superman. Uh, one, Roseanne Barr is singing Kryptonite. the national Oh, Kryptonite. <laughs> Roseanne Barr is singing the national anthem. <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> is she really? Yeah. Yeah, Only but they're right. done. Yeah, they're, they're done. That's but, a good song. That's one. I, if I go crazy, man, will you still call me Superman? Right? Is that it? How yeah. close? I don't know. Is yeah, that it's it? A good song. If yeah. I go crazy, yeah, so, it is a good song. Like but that. are they going to sing that for him? Is that going to be? You know, the they channel? had a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> cover band booked, and they fucking canceled. <laughs> Did they really yeah, canceled? you didn't hear about this? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Did a Bruce Springsteen cover, cover band? band. Sorry, Don. We're born to run. <laughs> well, they were going to do it, and then they got so much shit from their fans, and then they said, we're stepping down out of respect to the boss. The is boss. that what the they boss. said? Did he issue boss a statement? cool with this. Did the mm. boss say anything about it? I don't think the he had to. I think like his, Trump. I think we got a yeah, he hates No, but I was wondering if he like publicly like made a statement about the fucking the cover band playing you know no, what I, mean? I think bruce's fans were very vocal with these guys they, they did it they everybody did it who probably got an email about some fucking gig is like they turned it down i, I know you, these I, guys I, were signed i, up. I bet you, you oh, could right. find but that is a good play you that's got, a good publicity move yeah it is mm. i bet you could find a comic that would do it in a heartbeat who do you think would do it i heard Marley, i say there's a bunch of i'm sure there's like a bunch Brody of people Stevens would, would do yeah, it. oh my god he'd love it i heard marley maitland is gonna sing <laughs> <laughs> I heard that um like what is the I heard they got David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get holograms, celebrities against oh their wills. That's, that's what he would do. He'd get yeah. a Prince hologram to yeah. fucking I know this. Her. I know for the inaugural parade, Secret Service is on high alert in case Donald tries to attack somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't Kanye play it? He's at the. Uh, he's at another inauguration. <laughs> he's in. He said he's uh, not American enough or something. I'll what? Find, what? I'll find the quote real quick. Even the people that are doing it are not necessarily saying they support Trump. They're saying that they're need supporting the patriotism. <laughs> need the money. Yeah. yeah, they need the money. Toby Keith supporting Trump. He is. <laughs> he came up on stage with a red Dixie cup and cheered him. Did a, did a big cheer. I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God. What's, Jesus Christ. He's not traditionally American enough is sort of the quote they said. Who it, said that? Who said that? Trump's team that that was asked, inauguration committee, that Kanye is not American enough. So they That's so him. ridiculous. What does that even mean? I don't know. Not American enough? What about Kid Rock? I'm surprised Kid Rock didn't do it. How is Kid Rock not on the card? 
I don't know what kind of show you think this is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone they can get. Well, who I knows? Just, I don't know what it is. Did you guys see this? Ted Nugent grabbing his dick at the at the Trump rally. Oh, he was there. Have you not seen this video? He was grabbing his dick. This was at a. This was no. This was up oh. in, up in Michigan. Look at this. Is a great video of Ted Nugent. If you have never seen this. He's dressed like a fisherman at a rally. have that? In Illinois, in New York, in New Jersey, in Maryland, in Massachusetts. I got your blue state right here. <laughs> <laughs> what the? He just grabbed his dick and he said, I got your, your blue, blue state right, right here, here, baby. Ted Nugent, baby. He's very happy. You're a big Nugent fan. Love to cat scratch fever. Yeah, Dude, Stranglehold. Great fucking song. I got but, your blue uh, state right here. It's amazing. They did somewhat wow. funnier die did a did a did a thing where they kept zooming in on him grabbing his penis <laughs> to accentuate like the physical hold of his penis. <laughs> oh, he actually Come went on. for it. Yeah, no, no, he, he physically grabs it. It looks uh, like he's holding onto a lighter. I mean, was, oh my god! And they fucking kept punching in on it to show him doing it. When did uh, when did he do that? When did that take place? This was in this was at a rally in I think it's Michigan. Do you have it up really there? Really recently? I'm gonna see. Some, I just got it sent. That happened there along the campaign trail. Yeah, I was on the campaign trail. Oh, showed dude. up at some shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I was doing a, a That's late. That's the crazy race. thing. The victory tour. Like, how do you win the election? And then go to the states you won. Wouldn't you go to the states that you lost and see what they have to say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a different. And then going experience. after SNL's cast members. That was kind of weird. Every week, not just well, once. Alec Baldwin's one thing. You would never go after, but you go good, and the cast isn't funny. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. Twenty-three-year-old first job. Now the president is saying the hell on his Twitter that I'm not funny. Yeah. I think the beauty of it is it's just fuel for the, the fire. Cast. He doesn't have to go to the cast. How I think, could he I think say? SNL's benefiting from that. I think it's fantastic oh, for them. Oh, it's great for they them. Fucking, it's although they're rating, if I, I were him, I would tweet next week, week. now that's funny. They got me. <laughs> he should like make like he was just being tough. Yeah. Well, the thing about this country is we Would love never. it when we hate somebody and then we like them again. Yeah. You know, so all he has to do is that. All he has to do is put out some positive tweets and be conciliatory and then watch the country just sweep him up in there. Look at what happened to Bush after 9-11. Yeah. That's true. He had the lowest favorable favorability rating of any president in history. And after 9-11, he shot up to like 80%. That's right. I remember that. Somebody, they, said, they said Trump has the lowest incoming president-elect uh, approval rating in the history. How do, they, how do they compile that? That's a very good question. I've always wondered. I like, was like, how do they compile? Who are they asking? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Who's taking polls? People that take polls. That's what they're doing. And what, well, that's like the well, fucking. the same people that projected the election to go to uh, Hillary. Well, what's interesting is Why they do we were trust right. trust them anymore? They were, no, but they were right if, if it was a popular vote. Like, right. they actually were right. Yeah. And he, it was really, it's really funny. Like, it just shows how crazy the electoral college system is. But he said, no, it should be a popular vote. He goes, that's a different race, though. Like, he, like, conceded mm. that it's better to have it be the popular vote. He goes, but, but he would have run a different But he goes, campaign. yeah, exactly. He goes, that's not the game. He goes, the game is the electoral college vote, and that's, that's the game we played, and we won by a landslide. Like, he's, he's, right. Right. he's right. He's right. He played it like a game. They played it like this thing that they've been doing over and over and over again. Mm. They, they fucked up in that they, they rigged it for so long that they, their popularity contest got 
taken over mm-hmm. by someone who's actually popular, mm-hmm. like an actual famous person. And knows how to become, like he knows how to become more popular. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he understands that some people know the formula of just how to do that. He knows how to fucking do it. And he's mm-hmm. rich as fuck and he doesn't have to do what they want him to do. Right. It's different. Like <laughs> yeah. he can finance his own campaign. Yeah. He, he gets there. He gets press by talking mad shit and getting people to talk about him like he knows how but to do what's it what's the here's the thing that i'm confused about is what's the overall vision like what is trumpism like if you think about it, democratic what's trumpcratic it's a good question small government well i mean i think it's i think the. Tr- i mean his truths are to to make sure taxes are low for people that are earning a lot so he can those people can stabilize that market that they're already in. You know what I mean? That people don't have to sacrifice at the top. I think he's pretty clear about that. I mean, he's lo- he lowered, he wants to lower the fuck out of business tax. He wants that to go low. So he's saying zero government, let these people fucking govern themselves. Let small businesses. That's his whole campaign is to keep money up top where it is. Hmm. And fucking let the, let, let pockets that are pretty thick stay thick. I mean, I don't, I think he's pretty transparent about that. That seems to be a thing that he's, pretty obvious about i think he wants the rich to stay rich and he's not afraid of saying it and for some reason people that are poor are like i like it yeah i like what he's going for it's that's it's crazy yeah it's going to be very very interesting i'm really curious to see how this plays out oh it's going to be interesting there's no doubt about that i mean it's like any other time when i'm not happy about what's going on politically i just put my head in the sand for a while and i go i'll just check in in a few months but i cannot stop reading on my phone and the papers like this is like we're living through a part of history that's probably more turbulent than any other historic any other presidential transition do you think this is except for johnson and kennedy this is like a big metaphorical question but because of like obama lived through the age of like the bursting of the internet space and that, and its involvement in politics, you know, of like Twitter and Instagram and all this shit. This is bigger. This is b- even bigger than America's that. America's midlife breakdown right now. This is it. Yeah. This is us bottoming out halfway. This is the halfway point. I, I hope, I hope real, we got another 200 I think years. It's, I think, I think Trump is president for 20 years or three days He's, or it's like something terrible. But happens. do you think, but do you think do you worry about something terrible? Sorry to interrupt. You. Yeah, no, because, you because I think he had a real, control over his message in america you know he has friends who own the tabloids remember i was on his, i remember flying with him once oh, never mind but it's like <laughs> i remember <laughs> flying with him once no fuck you go back you can't you can't never just mind. fly past Some of his that best friends own tabloids <laughs> wow you know yeah and and those are his boys it's like, like the Koch they had, family they had all the bad stories locked up but now when it starts happening in russia and stuff he doesn't have quite the hold on it uh, people can really get to him and then you know he's not young yeah i worry about something bad happen it may not end well for him you know it's really a tricky one mm-hmm. another part of me says get behind it because you're gonna be around for the rest of my life the glenn greenwald thing is an interesting yep. angle though because glenn greenwald is a really respected journalist he's the guy who exposed wikileaks he's a, a guy who a lot of people go to and he's not without his criticisms right. i mean a lot of people criticize him like uh, he's had this ongoing feud <laughs> with sam harris um, but if you you look at like what he's what he's talking about here, if if there's any shred of truth to it, 
that you're seeing like this old institution attack this new coming incoming guy and do it in a foolish way that actually kind of strengthens this this disbelief that people have in the news. Mm-hmm. Like if they make up some crazy story and you hear CNN talking about it and all these other people talking about it, unsubstantiated reports that involved lewd activities and golden showers. Like what, who the fuck is doing this? Yeah. Like who's doing this? Like, what are you trying to do? Because by doing this, especially when it looks obvious and dumb like that did, it makes his case look stronger. Exactly. It's almost like something that he would do to attack himself. Yeah. Like that's like how Nero burnt Rome. You know, like you, you might do something like that, attack yourself so that you look vulnerable. No, do you no. think he did Trump, that? Trump's, no, 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 I don't. That true, I don't. But what he's a great at is a counterpunch. I've been living in New York yes. City during his entire reign of popularity. He's a great counterpuncher. So if something happens, even if you perceive it as bad for him, he knows how to work that. That's what he talked about with Kanye West. And he's talking about Kanye. And I saw him do that every time. A really a friend would say, "Oh boy, this is going to really going to sink him." And I go, "Watch." I go, "No." But you can't run a country like that. You can you can win an office, but you can't. Who knows? Who knows? How do you know? You don't. Who knows what he's going to do? I'm just super curious. He probably knows, but we don't know. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're right about saying that he's never going to leave, then obviously that's going to become a problem. But. If you're not right about it, and he does manage to show some flaws in the system and expose them, then it could be great. Sure, maybe that maybe no one else is going to do it other than Bernie. If Bernie won, and obviously they were conspiring to keep Bernie out, but if Bernie won, we could have seen some really weird changes in the system. Yeah, I think and, so. And overall, like he's a he was a he would be a mood shifter. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie would be a guy that is like, like that's kind of what a lot of people are looking for. Someone who's not money oriented, someone who's like for the people, someone who lives a fairly simple life for a guy like that. Someone who's like never the Pope. When the Pope got in, you were like, oh, he cares about yeah. the poor. Bernie was like the Pope. They became friends. The whole thing. Yeah, like the Pope got rid of that throne. He went with a more casual like, dress. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's in a lot of ways like what Bernie would have represented. I think is uh, someone who's not of the same cloth as we're used to. We, someone who's like concerned about equality right. the across the board above. And yeah. The and like, systems broke. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's it. You're right. No, systems and this, and then, so instead of the guy who should, or the woman who should, or could have, you know, they're fighting the wrong game all the time. You know, Hillary was probably a great, smart person. And, but you know, you drift into distractions and she's trying to, but this also the and then the, something weird happens, like the wi- wiring goes haywire, and the guy who's the most popular at something completely different gets in there on a freak of nature. He also stands. I mean, thing. this country's gone through in fifty years. Now, you can't not tell me it's not amusing. It's right. definitely amusing. Yeah, there's a little part of glee in your heart where it goes, "What?" Yeah, the Supreme Court was. It's like seeing the whole thing. You know. Well, as comedians, it's you know you I, live think, long I think enough, we all you see have everything something to talk about for the next four years. It made everyone's life a lot more interesting all of a sudden. But don't you think that there's a certain amount of intimidation about criticizing him? Yeah, like there's there's some real intimidation that comes from him. He's a, a legitimate, powerful man. Would you want to be on his enemies list? No, Fucking no, no, it'd be Never. horrible. And everybody th- feels like that. And with great power comes great responsibility and that's one of the things that people are really terrified of with a guy like that because he's got so much power and so much influence 
He didn't used to. He was a joke in a weird way to a lot of people. But I always knew that he could actually do things. Like when you see him in New York, you go, all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, there's a tower there that was not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, people think he's willy-nilly, like shooting from the hip. He's patient. Builds buildings. Yeah. It's different. I was When I grew up in New York, he was, you know, when he was a celebrity in New York and not the country, he was just a slumlord. That's, that's how we talked about him in my family you know there was just a guy he was a guy who had suits against him he owned he owned projects when and it was pretty well known back then that he was a slumlord yeah twitter's a hobby for him i think building is his occupation and that's a really hard thing to do i remember the 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 skating ring popping up and he was always talking about taking over swaths of land in new york when you were lucky to get a little apartment somewhere this guy was going to buy like the whole where the trains were the subways used to be it's like you you were in awe of that. You couldn't help it, even if you didn't. And his politics didn't emerge till much later. He just kind of kept it cool and was mm. just like a playboy and wow. you know a personality. And you know it was like a kick to see him around. He always loved a good joke. You know he was generous. So I get it. A lot Jesus. of smart rich New you Yorkers. Get a room at the Trump a lot of, I'm not surprised. Some of the smartest, most successful people I know in New York supported him. Do you think, though, that at the level of responsibility that you have when, when you become the president and the, the amount of power that you have, do you think that anybody can really manage that correctly? Well, that's it's, a, a it's a ridiculous position. You. And this one of the things is it's exposing. This, this is exposing how ridiculous the position is, mm-hmm. that you could get someone who's just this one popular person that gets into place and run this entire thing. Like what, one person running anything is crazy. Well, are we overstating how much the president really people? runs? Look what he's doing. No, but I'm saying once you're in office, do you think president has as much power as people? We're going to find out. We're going to find out what kind of power he has. Because look, I, look yeah. what he's doing. Look what you're talking about with the press corps. Look what you're talking about with you don't you know, just get power. The you security. accumulate power. That's, yeah. He's accumulating leverage and power. And, and by putting people around him, more and more and more and more. He can't like, operate what? without his family. He's always going to have his family around. It's like so you don't just suddenly tell an IndyCar driver, tomorrow you're driving a NASCAR. It's like he's been doing it a certain way. And that's yeah, but his, uh, his son and his daughter, or his, or his two sons, they can't advise him on policy because they're running his uh, companies. They have, right. to, they have to never have a conversation with him again about the businesses or politics. Yeah, sure. Come yeah. on. Yeah, how, like come on. That sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. There's no fucking, I mean, there's just no fucking way. But even if they still, even if that's how it is, it's still his family. Yeah. It's, but you know what? That's so I don't weird know. that they won't let that's him talk how, to him about it. That's, he got it. He's going to be the richest guy in history. He's going to be they say that Putin mythical is. Mythical figure. Do you hear about some oligarch that got arrested and <laughs> said so that true. he thinks Putin's the <laughs> richest guy wrong? in history? No, dude. He, is it possible? I mean. He will become. You're going to bet against it? He'll I don't become think bigger, so. larger than life. This will make him larger than life. It'll just be. He'll be like a fucking. It will be a myth. If there's a huge scandal. It's not going away. He's got a million kids and family. I don't know. Around I mean, if you think about what's come out in the last year. I guess. Scandal so, makes him stronger. Point. He fucking. Billy Bush got fucking trampled on the fucking on the bus thing i think it just made him stronger do you think if this whole oh, yeah. story about the russian prostitutes pissing on him got corroborated I, do you think it would hurt him i read no. someone i read someone said no. that they thought he fucking started that shit 
I was like, that's a fucking interesting angle. What if he was like, yeah, yeah that's what Joe bo- was saying. We'll yeah. That's what I was story. just saying. Yeah. Like, uh, like, why not? How high are you? Yeah. Hi. Well, I don't think that's the case, but I but do he knows think how that to turn that stuff around. Yeah, pretty the, quick. those attacks are foolish because they, they it, it, so you've already proven that he's Kevlar. Like you can, the, the, he got past grab the pussy no video. Well, so then what are they? But then, but then conversely, then what? Then you can't do anything. Then so what? What's the legitimate thing that you can come out about him if you present real facts? They get kind of pushed away. If you present these crazy news stories, it just fuels the fire. So what? What do you do then? It's a good question. What is the what does the opposition do? Because anything they come up with is either fake news to him, or it's something crazy that makes people go, "Dude, how funny was that?" They pissed on that fucking bed that mm-hmm. Obama. I mean, it just becomes a, then it becomes like a social bit. The mm-hmm. worst thing that could take place is that people decide while he's in power that he can't be in power. People decide that there can't be a president anymore. We've decided as a nation that we're going to abolish this and we're going to start a whole new system of government. That is where it shit could get really crazy. That would get crazy. That's what Susan Sarandon wants. Does she want that? Yeah. She remember when he was running for president, he said, she goes, maybe Trump should win because maybe it's time we do have a revolution in the streets. Maybe we need to change. It's like, yeah, that's easy to say when you're on the fifth and a five story brownstone with guards. You know, not fucking living in the projects during a revolution. It's harder for a rich person to say that. A poor person has nothing to lose and would call for revolution. But when a rich person does it, I think she's got something. Or do you think they'd be coming for her first? Probably. Yeah. When I talked to Trump, somebody said, how'd you do that? He's like, he's like Hitler. I go, if he's Hitler, you'll be glad I'm friends with him because I'm going (laughs) to, otherwise I'm giving up your fucking home address. (laughs) Man. Well, it's it's bizarre too because he's f- actually like publicly in support of Putin, you know, and he talks about Putin being a smart he's guy. He's a businessman, so he's yeah. in, talks with whoever he's been friends with. Right, yeah. that's how Wh- it works. Whoever's had good money should be taken away from him or a surprise. He'll figure all that out, but he can't pretend that these aren't his pals. And he, he, if you meet somebody famous once or twice and they're nice to you, yeah, that's mm. all he's. He, plus, he's. His stuff's deep, you know? He would go over there, he would bring TV shows there, all that stuff. Is, we're a client. He's, we're another uh, um, piece of commerce in his portfolio of how he does business. So when he picks up the phone and he knows some guy in Japan, of course he's going to mention his properties. and That's how he gets going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he Little gets going. What if that works? Really? Well, that's like, what, what Putin did. What if that's did. a better system? Yeah, Putin used government and uh private ownership to amass fortunes but and he's, then get his friends fortunes it's kind of it's almost going to take something like this to make people realize that this is a ridiculous system i mean otherwise we would never figure it out we just still look for a better and better version of the impossible maybe it's a great system maybe we're all looking at it wrong it's such that we've tested it anybody can become president well, maybe it is a good system because it's got yeah it's got that and it's got all the checks and balances in place you know I mean, maybe it is a good it's system dynasty, because of all the bureaucracy. Because, you know, it's like something beyond politics and what's right and wrong. And I've heard that argued before. Dynasty is not the right thing. No. So it's time for, you know, civilization had a great run. What else you got? Well, what's Ooh. crazy is that if it's <laughs> as dark as it can fucking get. Jeff's how out. much? How much? Potential? See, here's the thing: there are wars going on right Come now. Come on. There's depressing. wars going on right now, and we will always a, how about say. A fucking waitress down here. Don't, fucking don't the wars them. going on. No drink. 
But there's wars going on right now, but they're just not going on right here. Like, are oh, we just yeah. naive? Are we naive to not understand the danger? I think it's it might be coming. Yeah, I you think really think so? Naive. Oh yeah, it is. yeah. really? I just, do, yeah. What what would what would stop what would stop it at this point? Dude, I don't think I I don't think anything. Like a war is, with Russia? Is there aren't a lot thinking? of barriers. No, 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 no. no. What would England would or France or Germany? No. Why would we go to war with Germany or France or England? Anything's possible. <laughs> Leaking. Well, also, they, they, what cyber you define. Warfare. I mean, yeah, cyber yeah. warfare is 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 what it's all about. I mean, we, we had natural we it. had natural boundaries before, but now you see that they can hack into the FBI and the CIA and fucking you know. It, There's a known unknown now, and this you know, don't presume anything. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Here's the, here's a scenario. Not what would it'll be, be so crazy? But what would be I the ideal way outside of a dictator? What would be the ideal way to run a nation? Like what <laughs> what would be better than having this one alpha that we keep putting in place? Which seems pretty ridiculous at this point. It seems like we might have fucked up and got a super alpha in there. Well, I don't think that the the framers of the constitution didn't see the presidency as being such a big deal. He was like he was kind of a lead administrator, but he wasn't supposed to be the be all end all right. of power in this country. And so I think we probably want to ratchet that position down. That's a what they bit. told the guy that they didn't give it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not even that cool of a thing. Yeah, it's just a it's a weekend. You thing. don't want to do that. Come so on, you want to get in there and write the laws, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be kissing babies yeah. and going to. Photo op, draw sketch ops. No, <laughs> I don't know what kind of photo ops they had back then. Were you a Bernie supporter? <laughs> um, no, I was kind of a pragmatist about it. I wasn't a supporter of anybody except. Uh, um, I'm pretty much. I was against Trump winning. So anybody but Trump type of thing, right? Yeah, so I'd love to say like my wife is a big Bernie supporter. I would like to say I was, but I think I was just I was betting on the the best horse. But I thought it was the best. It was horse. actually you didn't even make the bet, but you were hope you had a horse in mind. Yeah. And it didn't win. That's what, it was like, well, but you didn't lose any money. Yeah, I mean, I can't sit here and say for all the bad things I say about Trump, I can't sit here and tell you that I was passionate about Hillary or that I even like her, you know. Right. I just saw it as the the, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you saw her as business as usual, not business way worse. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it it seemed like it was just another thing to sl- like. Uh, woman president, huge, great. Has this has the relationships that exist that we already know? So you're like, okay, it was almost like, yeah. Put the next, put that the assistant coach has been there for a while. Just, yeah, yeah, do that. Like that's what it felt like in my brain that was going to happen. But I gotta say, I was shooting the night that people were watching it. And of course we're here in Los Angeles, like fucking not one of those crew members isn't hardcore left and watch people watching it on their phones. And like the reactions were like complete confusion. It was crazy to watch from this perspective. And I wonder what it was like watching from like Michigan. Do you know what I mean? Greg and I did a live podcast. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. We did a live podcast with uh, Burr and Stan Hope and Bert Kreischer. Oh, I saw it on YouTube after. That's right. I saw that. It was chaos. It It is chaos. It was so strange. I bailed. I couldn't handle it. It was crazy. Well, because first of all, they're fucking, (laughs) 
just passing joints around the whole time. And I was, I thought this is a celebration party. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I was going to go into the most confusing moment of my life. <laughs> I, and I just bailed. Oh, as soon as it looked like bail. it was going to Trump, I just like, all of a sudden, I look up and Joe's fucking laughing and Stan Hope is carrying on. I'm like, there's nothing funny anymore. Yeah, no, it's over. And I just went and I sat in my car in front of my house for like two hours. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. You're bumming me out. I okay, know. L- listen. We it, were having fun. I know you were. You guys were having fun. <laughs> we were just, it was just Burr killing yeah. for like yeah. four hours. Yeah, he was, he was on fire Burr that night. He was on fire. He yeah. was on fire. And then when weed became legal and Burr took a hit, yeah. he doesn't smoke pot. Yeah. He went right in there. It was the amazing. whole fucking room. Somebody came out from, Burr Kreischer, I think, came from the back and he announced that pot was now legal in California. And three out of four people in the audience immediately lit up and there was a cloud of smoke that just took over the room. This is the Huge. photo from the actual moment. Oh. Fuck. So Troy Conrad's took this photo of the moment. Bert wow. takes his shirt off. Bert's running around and there's all these people in the front row. We're all going crazy right here. Everyone's going crazy. That's the very moment where we found out that pot was legal in California. <laughs> we were doing a live podcast from the main room. Jeff uh, Ross just walked back in. But yeah, Troy's co- Troy The other crazy thing picture. is that Doug Stanhope's girlfriend at the time, or still, but she was in a coma at the time. Yeah, she's not anymore. It got more she's depressing thankfully, since she's I healthy. went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just no, crazy that Doug were... powered through. <laughs> just, we I went know. To, we're going, yeah, wait to hear what's next, Jeff. Doug's, <laughs> Doug's a fucking trooper, man. Not not many people would have powered through right there. Doug, he's a special human. I talked human. about it. He's, Doug Stanhope is a special human. I've known that guy for a long time, man. He's fun. He's the real deal. Yeah. I mean, he actually did move to Bisbee, Arizona, and essentially start like a whole community of weirdos that live down there and hang out and work with them and do podcasts with them. And you know, he and he's kind of using the podcast as like an open mic. That's how he rants, and that's how he's coming up with material. His whole setup is very interesting, man. Sounds like, cool. Yeah, he's the, yeah. he's the real deal. He told you, know? you about it, or you oh saw yeah, it or? I've listened to it. I've, I've yeah, listened to it a bunch of times. His podcast is awesome, but he owns like he's like a real estate mogul in his fucking town. Get out of here! Yeah, he owns a bunch of houses. Uh, when houses go up for sale, he buys them. Yeah, they're all they're like, like four grand. grand. <laughs> yeah, like that. He owns a, a ton, a ton of houses. Of them. Wow. He was telling me about it. He, he's fucking buying the town. He's going to be the Trump of Bisbee, Arizona. <laughs> That's what he's going to be. Doug Sandals got, I own this town. He's going to be like the bad guy in Roadhouse. Remember the bad guy? <laughs> I own this town. That's what, that's what Stan Hope's going to do. Everybody will have to dress like him. I'm telling you, I'm thinking about moving there. He's li- Sometimes he's I think about there. moving there. I'm like, yeah. why not? Let's fucking join him. He's seven miles away from Mexico. If, yeah. shit, if shit gets weird, you go left, you go right. Pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do with drug cartels or rednecks what do you want to yeah. do where you want to go yeah he's got a weird spot man they, they they see people like when you're when you're near the border like that you see families coming over like i've talked to dudes who've been uh hunting wow. in arizona and uh there's areas that they avoid because uh too many people are um coming over the border and they're they walk you know and they they'll even put things on their shoes like big chunks of carpet, um, and they uh, uh, tie them down to your sh- to their shoes so that they don't make any footprints. The hunters? No, no the fucking no, the the Mexicans. Coming over. Mexicans coming over from the border. Oh. Like they'll wear things on their feet so that they don't leave obvious tracks. 
It's really, he's like, it's crazy. And he, and I, I know guys that have seen them down there and run into them. It's like a super common thing. Wow. So like there is a trickle of people that it's are also pretty know, comfortable because it'd be like, it would be like running across the border on a carpeted area. <laughs> high class. They did yeah. it for comfort. It just yeah. so happened to cover up. A lot of those tracks. folks die. <laughs> a lot of those folks uh, go over and they get dehydrated. They yeah. don't have enough water and they, they get stuck in the desert. You know, if they try to come over like in July and August, like you could get fucked it's, yeah, in, be, Ari- in southern yeah. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. If Fuck. somebody doesn't pick you up, you know, there's supposed to be someone to come and pick you up. I mean, they have like this whole system, I guess, set up how the, how they get people over here. It's kind of crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that we have like this boundary in the dirt that we decide if you're born over there, you're fucked. You As stay over there. You're born over yeah. here. You're on our team. Right. I mean, it's all just they're just pe- if you uh, you pull back from it. You look at this connection between Mexico and the United States. It's like it's it's a landmass. Yeah, it's one landmass. Like Mexico is physically connected to us. It's a part of us. If we were a being, that would be like being at war with our foot, mm. or not letting our foot come in the shower. No, you can't wash. I'm going to wash the whole body. Like this is a this is a part of the entire this thing. You know, like to break it off into these imaginary lines in the sand is no different than us telling Seattle they have to go fuck themselves. Mm. You know, no one from Seattle can come over. It's just it's the same thing. Mm. It's just they don't you know, they obviously aren't under our Constitution or our laws or any of that thing, but they're connected to us. They're literally a part of us. They're right there. But it's like what you said before about tribalism. It's just so deep. You know, it's random and yet it's deep like a sports team. It's like any guy can get traded any given year, but you're still going to cheer for that fucking color uniform. Of course. Even though like a fight like the Mets in 86 after they won the World Series, they fucking traded everybody off and they weren't the Mets anymore. But people were still like, you know, wearing the jerseys and cheering. Yeah, here's the question. Like, how do you how do you stop something like that? Just. Well, the hope was globalism would, you know, that with all of us having access to the internet in our pockets, with the same as people from India, that there would be this, you know, uh, you know, the uh, people had this amazing image of all the walls falling down, yeah. and but that's not ha- doesn't seem to be happening. Do you well, think? Because, no, because cult. I mean, you're get, we're getting more connected, but but culture means a lot to people, and they're going to keep it, and that's that's that identifies them with who they are. So I, I, they're never going to get rid of that and just become super. Otherwise, you know, the Westernization of the world would just be them all being us. I mean, mm. what would that, what's the end answer It's like, everyone should be the same, but most places you go around the world that are Westernized, quote unquote, that are globalized. It's, uh, it looks like us. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, we know for a fact that like Apple goes to China and pays people pennies and they have nets all around the buildings where these people live and work. They have dormitories, and they cover them with nets. We know about Foxconn. Mm. We know we know that story. So we know, and we still buy these fucking phones. I didn't even think <laughs> twice. I didn't really even good. think twice. I'm like, those fucking jumpers make a hell of a phone. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Bless put the phone little, down before you jump. Bless the little $1 an hour hearts or whatever yeah. the fuck they get paid. And we, we accept that, and we accept that not just in China, but all throughout south america there's a bunch of different factories that employ people that pay them pennies compared to what they would have to pay the same person in america so what are you saying that we care we care less about them because they're not americans exactly yeah Yeah, we we literally allow people to give them slave wages well we would consider slave wages Mm. like if someone took a guy like you and made you work for For fifteen dollars someone at you know the blah 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 factory (laughs) that makes you know fucking jeans or sneakers or whatever the fuck they make 
if they made you work for that amount, you would think you were in jail. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I have to live off of this? These people control me. They own me. They, they have paralyzed me with poverty. Like, yeah. there's no way I'll ever be able to escape this. And the only argument against it is, while the quality of their life is much better than it was before the factory got there, you know, before the factory got there, nobody made any money at all. Because <laughs> they were eating coconuts and mangoes, and they were catching fish. Yeah. Like, they didn't need any money. Like, you made them work. There's a lot of these places where you're setting up shop. Like, they've been there for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. They didn't need the factory. You know, it's maybe the factory is nice to them. Maybe mm. it is good. Maybe it does. Maybe they do become dependent upon it over time. But people have existed everywhere, all over the planet, without factories for a long fucking time. Yeah. You don't need that factory. There, there's a lot of other solutions. It's not an either or proposition. Like either the factory's there or they never get their shit together. Like th- no, that's not the case. Mm. Like they could they could develop their own culture and society just like the United States did. But if you just make them in prison to these factories where they get paid slave wages in these foreign third world countries that we don't care about as much as we care about Detroit or we care about Chicago or we care about places that are just like that place connected to us. Mm. Yeah, well. I'm a commie or something, right? Jesus. (laughs) It's goddamn commie talk. You're real. It's realist. It's, It's gross. The whole thing of not letting those people over here is gross. It's You're going to end it eventually. Like, when are you going to keep it like that for a million years? A million years from now, we're going to have states and you can't cross. Mm. You can't immigrate from Mexico. So a million years from now, we're still going to have deep poverty in Mexico and we're terrified of the drug war and leaking over our soil. Is that what's going to go on a million years from now? No, we're going to fucking, we're going to be one united planet, one super organism that, that can read each other's mind. The Federation. The Corporation. This is a the corporation. This is a hiccup along a gigantic trail that leads from us throwing shit at each other from a tree to us being able to transcend literal space and time, become a part of some artificially created dimension that they establish. That's that's a hundred years from now or two hundred years from now. This is like a this whole thing we're going through right now is a blip in time. And it's also a challenge to how much technology uh, really connects us. It's like, a cha- like this guy is going to present a lot of challenges as to like how much technology can unite human beings. Well, the problem is, and you and I were talking earlier about uh, what's the law called again? Uh, Moore's law. Moore's right? law that every two years, the speed of computers and the memory of computers doubles. And that that's held true since the guy came up with the law, which was in like 1960. That's the name of it, right, Jamie? Moore's law? Thank you. And, uh, and tell me you, that thing. Yeah. And the problem with it is I'm reading this book right now about it. And the problem with it is that we can't keep up culturally, emotionally, legally with how fast information is, is, uh, traveling and how, like you said, it's become, everybody has access to the same information, but it's also just, you know, the ramifications of, you know, corporations being able to get into your information like we don't have laws in place that can really tackle that because it's happening so fast you look at airbnb we didn't have laws in place for people renting out their places all paying taxes on using your own car to drive Mm. people as a taxi we're like one step behind Mm -hmm. progress and we're going to stay that way because it's happening so fast Mm. you know i saw a taxi today and i went wow this is going to be like one of those pay phones yeah you know, I'm looking at this car. This guy's driving. I'm like, this is going to be a payphone. People are just going <laughs> to yeah. have Priuses, and they're going to use – people are going to take Uber, and it's better. 
You know what's happening in big cities is Uber started replacing the cabs, making it tough for cabs and probably buses and private limos, certainly. Now it's starting to cut into cars. People are not needing a car in major cities in L.A. And it cuts out all that drinking and driving shit. I I watched some guy slam into a fucking barrier last night. No. Yeah, yeah. I was driving home last night, and there was this guy driving home from the ice house. There's this guy to the left of me, and he was speeding, and he was uh, flying by me, man, and he was losing control of his car a little bit, just a little bit. Like, he was just like, you know, he was just wiggling a little. It was wet. The the roads were wet. And uh, this guy was just driving way too fast. He's probably hydroplaning. And uh, I said, this guy's just not keeping it together good. He might be drunk or whatever. So I pull over two lanes. I give him some space, and... A minute after I do that, bang, he Damn. hits the fucking side, the cement barrier, spins out, corrects, spins again, hmm. fucked his car up. No uh, shit. And then just came to it. a standstill in the middle of the highway? Yep. Came to a stop in the left lane. Yeah. To turn in the right direction, fortunately. His car was fucked up for sure. He might not have been able to drive, but he was at least looking that way because sometimes mm. dudes wind up sideways. And when you wind up sideways on the highway, you're fucked mm. oh, because yeah. not everybody's going to see you. And it doesn't look like rear taillights. So you're not getting the same kind of reflection that you get. If you saw taillights, even a guy was stopped in front of you, you saw those taillights, you'd, you would know, oh, there's a car there. Mm. Like sometimes when people are not totally paying attention and there's a car that's sideways parked on the road, like, dude, whew, I watched that happen once. I was in um, New York and I was coming home from a gig with my friend John. And uh, we were driving, and there was a car that was stopped dead in the uh, left lane. And uh, it had hazard lights on, but the hazard lights were dying. They were, like, super dim. There was no battery juice. And I saw it, and I changed lanes quick, but not that far away from it. Like, I, I barely missed it. I missed it by, like, I don't know, 50 yards or something like that. Close enough where it was like, holy shit. And then I look in my rear view, and this guy plows into it at full speed. Mm. And I see the cars in my rear view as I'm driving. I see them spinning in the rear view mirror. And I realize, like, people are probably dying back mm-hmm. there. I'm, I'm looking at dead people because they hit that thing going 70 miles an hour, just slammed into it. And everything's spinning around. I used to have visions of, of a plane a car crash. It's so scary. Oh. Have yeah, you been, I had a have guy. You ever been in a bad car car accident? I've been banged around and spun around mostly when I was, um, you know, old tires as a teenager, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then, but not like a fucking wreck wreck. I got in a couple smaller, not too bad wrecks as a comedian, you know, trying to drive, yeah, yeah, drive like in the drive home in the snow and shit because I didn't want to pay for a hotel, dumb yeah. stuff, you know. I was running late Lizards. at night and I saw that car. There was a really bad car accident couple months two months ago on fountain where a girl was fucking shit-faced and people always fly home on fountain because there's you know it's it's fast there's no lights and a girl must have clipped a curb and then jetted to the other side like the fucking other side of the road i mean and missed parked cars which was insane and smashed into a one of those concrete walls on the corner you know what i mean Mm. the the apartments have those concrete fucking huge wall i mean it and it looked like a fucking bulldozer ran into it going 50. You know what I mean? It was like a million pieces. I mean, there was shit like two blocks up. It was unfucking real. God, when you see someone really hit something with a car, you realize how crazy car travel is and how those autonomous cars 
are like the future. You're not going to be able well, to argue against it. Right, know? because it takes, I mean, we've all been, I mean, I've fallen asleep at the wheel on the highway at night. I used to drive from Boston back to New York. Saturday night, I would do two shows. Then I'd get in my car wherever the fuck I was, and I would drive to New York Ugh. that night. And I can remember windows open, singing as loud as I could, just because I, I would close my eyes and I would fucking wake up on the shoulder. It was crazy. I think about how many times I could have died. <sighs> You know, and I, I remember when I was a teenager, there was this 69 Cougar that I was going to buy from this kid named Billy Arduino, and it was a muscle car, and he had it fucking I, jacked up. He was a motorhead, and I, I was going to buy this Steven car. Arduino. Where was Did he you? from? Tarrytown. Oh, uh, the Arduinos. Oh and so this other kid bought it, and uh, I'm driving down Route 9, right in front of the hospital. It's a two-lane road, but it goes like 50 miles an hour. And uh, I see the car, and it's driving in front of me, and there's a light rain, and uh, and I see him. I don't know what the fuck happened, but he started going back and forth. Fishtailing. A fishtail. I think yeah. he was gunning it because he saw me and he was trying to be a badass. Yeah. Went in the opposite lane, hit this mother and kid no. fucking head on. Oh. And to this day, I can remember the smell of burnt rubber and oil. Like it happened like right in front of me. And uh, the woman was hospitalized. Sometime, somehow the kid was okay. <laughs> And this fat fuck just got right out of the car. Yeah, they, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, they chipped a tooth. Yeah, yeah. When you uh, you see people driving really fucked up, man. There was a um, I passed by this uh, one of those power boxes, whatever it is. You yeah, know those things that are in the corner, and it had all these um, wreaths on it, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, all this uh, in memory of this person. And then I looked up the story, and it was two kids. They were racing down the road and Jesus. some lady pulled out and they clipped the lady mm. and spun her car around but didn't hurt her and went straight into a pole and just died my and, best uh, friend's handicapped from doing the exact same thing really? high school buddy he was I just racing spent New Year's with him yeah wow so be just careful out there kids so fucking scary you know and being yeah, the other three guys in the car walked away <clears throat> being competitive like that on this on regular streets and racing with people is so fucking dangerous mm. so dangerous it's like you see those painted bikes that are chained to poles that represent bikers that died i mean there's a few oh is that what that is well la doesn't really have a lot of it in chicago it's big where i'm from it's a big thing of like commuter bikes passenger bikes and messengers Oof. they get hit all the fucking time and then when they die they spray paint it white and then mm. they chain it to the pole at the intersection and my mom was saying it was like she said, fucking one year, it was almost like every other block she was driving down. It was like, there's another bike. It's another bike. Because people are fucking drunk as shit. Don't yeah. give a fuck. Clip some guy that's driving, riding his bike home from work or some shit. He put yeah, him- it's, a, it's a commitment to go, I'm going to ride a motorcycle. You got to really buy into it because your odds of dying just go up exponentially from driving a car. What are oh, your yeah. odds of dying more? Um, a bicycle or a motorcycle? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I'm Debbie Downer. I'm trying to. I've been looking at it, Joe's got night. the reins and he's taking us down, and we're going <laughs> deep down. I did not down. mean to. I did not mean to. <laughs> I don't want to cry. I'm glad you corrected me. I don't want to cry on your <laughs> fucking podcast. I'm glad you corrected me. Thank <laughs> you. If you want me to cry, no, don't right. hear it live. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a couple of days. You're right. I'm not the first comic uh, to cry in the basement of the comedy store. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Dang. Yeah, definitely not. You're probably the first that didn't really do anything horrible, though. Mm. Yeah. 
I came down here. Um, <laughs> Adam brought me down here. There's like a back room over there with just like storage shit in it. And you know what I found? What? I found Paulie Shore's original script of In the Army Now with his acting notes to himself no. in it. Like one of them was like, be the Weezer. <laughs> what? Weasel. Be the weasel. Be the weezer. Be the, the weezer. Band. Be that band. They got some Be great weezer. hits. Be weezer. But like the whole script, he had marked up with all his acting notes. Did you? T- I would have taken. I that. fucking tried. Well, I would have taken. Oh, Adam taken? was with you. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this place is, uh, you know, one of the most, uh, if you believe in ghosts, one of the most notoriously haunted places in all of California. Maybe in the country, because it used to be Ciro's nightclub. I believe in ghosts. I saw Yakov Smirnov here the other day. Ah! <laughs> a lot of killings happen here, right? It was a mob place. Allegedly. I killed tonight. <laughs> Roast battles. Big taping tomorrow. Three oh, nights, yeah. right? Invited. Is I'll it go. um? Is it all sold out? I don't know. Roastbattletickets.com. Maybe the finale might not be. That's next week. Now, when you when you do these things, do you open up tickets to uh, the public? Yeah, they're free tickets. Oh, um, wow. Roastbattletickets.com is how to sign up. Oh, that's awesome. You're all that's invited. Great. And then um, it'll air January 26, 27, 28, 29. It's a bracketed tournament. Wow. 16 comics. A lot of people from right here in L.A., comedy store people, a couple people who work here, like answering phones. Jay Light, Frank Castillo, yeah, Frank. Alex Hooper, a lot of L.A. comics from here in the comedy store. Frank, Todd Barry's doing it. Oh, he is doing oh, he it. Is? Wow. wow. Who's he going against? He's Jessica Curson. Awesome. He's fucking funny, man. It's going to be Todd crazy. Barry's one of the most underappreciated guys working today. He's a fucking funny guy. He's man. funny as shit. So Lawrence holds the belt, right? Yeah. And does he have? Does he get? Does he get challenged? I think he's going to challenge whoever wins this tournament. There's so many funny up-and-coming comedians, and that is one of the best places for them to expose or mm-hmm. to get exposure. Some of them are already barely comedians, and Roast Battle like, helps them figure that out. Yeah, they're just starting out. Find yeah. their voice through yeah. those roast jokes. And some of them are... F- like we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, well the, the jokes that they write, I'm fucking blown away. Every time I sit in and judge it, I'm like, how, I'll say to them afterwards, how long did you write those jokes for? They'll be like, three months. Like, they literally write for a month yeah. for one roast battle. T- two of the roasters told me they have the bracket up on their wall, and they're writing ahead in case they advance or from when they advance. And well, you guys have always said it four. best. It's a joke writer showcase. Yeah. 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 It's such an important thing in comedy right now. Truth, dude, like, love you, that. You, Thank you, you. It is, dude. You need to have that world exist for people in a world right now where PC and people on their toes and who knows what to say what all the time and that's such a fucking deal now I'm so happy that that is still being represented in the comedy world because it fucking lightens everything it, mm-hmm. it makes everything all the voices shut the fuck up and enjoy two people making fun of each other <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, like the, it's like the most clean thing that we need in, in entertainment and especially for comedy because dude right now I feel like you're on tippy toes sometimes when you do shows in places, and you're like, "What do I? What can the? What are these people gonna get anno- uh, gonna get offended uh, by?" Uh-huh. And and that fucking there's. Well, what's so weird is that when we were coming up, you know, like I know Joe and I were here, really here. into Bill Hicks, uh-huh. and like I didn't necessarily agree with everything about his politics. Certainly with Kinnison, I didn't believe in in any of his politics, but I fucking loved him. Yeah. And now, as a comedian, 
the crowd has an expectation that they have to agree with you. Yes. And that they'll actually yell out if they disagree. It's like, that's not an option. Laugh that or shut the fuck up. I had that last night. Guy's like, not funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have that. And they feel like they have the right now because they're so used to commenting on things. Yeah. They're so used to commenting on that's things on social media. You control people. That's what it is. Yeah. Roast YouTube battle. We, comments. We don't troll on the internet. We troll to each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's a different it's animal. So good. Look, roast battle is so beautiful because it's a pure competition. It's like, you know, Mike is so doom. And then, oh, shit. And then here we go. Counter. Like, it's like you're playing a game. Dot, you know and sometimes the ball goes out of bounds and sometimes it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. sometimes you hit net you know and sometimes you fucking smash it right in their face i mean it really is but less people amazing in that i way. would say it's you're more apt to go to win if you go harder right i mean there's not too many people that lose by going too far is there no no never that's no, the fucking best ones yeah. i've ever seen are yeah. people that just no, people go, are nervous as long as yeah. it's funny but what's really weird is when someone goes super mean and it's not funny yeah but that, even that's beautiful to see i love that <laughs> even shit. that's sort of entertaining yeah <laughs> of course yeah sort of you know they don't win but it's good fun entertainment thank well, it's god, yeah. squirmy <laughs> thank know? god the audience knows that failure in comedy is still a thing that's not just like everything's not just a special prefabricated a late night set i think a lot of people because they only see comedy in that way they see specials on netflix they see late night sets things that are tight and are formula that have mm. been practiced oh, yeah that when they come see live comedy i know an yeah. inch of any sort of faltering and they're like what well let me ask yeah. you're not a pro yeah <laughs> it's like, and Santino, you're um, about to release your Netflix special, no, right? No, Showtime, on Showtime. Oh, yeah, Showtime. On Showtime. So yeah. when that comes out, do you abandon your material now? I mean, I th- I've already started to to implement a bunch of new stuff and, and, do, and do both right now right. before it even comes out just because I'm trying to get in the habit. But yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, that's a personal thing. I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it, but I think I'm trying to uh, get rid of that stuff and try all new stuff. I'm going to stop doing your shit probably in a couple weeks. (laughs) I'm hoping. (laughs) You do it so much better. That's the problem. That's why I I sit and watch you do me after. No, yeah, I'm trying to abandon it. I think, but I, but I don't, I'm not trying to do a special every year type of thing. I don't think that's for me. I know that that's like the new thing, but I don't. I think even Louise backed off of that. I mean, a lot of people have that aspiration of like, I'll do one every fucking year. And I'm always like, what, what, what for though? Yeah. Well, wait to see what kind of year you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I years where I write like a motherfucker, yeah. and I have years where I'm like, I'll look like I'll look at a set list on my computer that says like you know January 2016, <laughs> and I look at it recently. I'm like, wow, this is not that different than what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I see a bunch of stuff I tried that didn't work, right? And then I have years where yeah, I will come up with close to an hour. This right. is going to be the year where every comedy, the Trump. That's one thing. Every comic will have three specials. <laughs> yeah, right. I want everyone to have three. That's, Everyone's going to get three. <laughs> dude, you can do Trump. A little, just Let a little Let me hear bit. Give me, Give me a little something. I heard it. I like Joe Rogan. Joe's good. He's, you know what? He's a fighter. That's why I like fighters. He's a fighter. I like fighters. That's not bad. It's yeah. good, except you got to get the, the R out of there on the New York yeah. accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're close enough. Fighter. You're, yeah. you're like yeah. almost Where are you there. from? Chicago. Oh. You could, town. you could do this like i can't do his voice i can't make that sound like i can imitate certain people's voices but i have a very limited range yeah you know like the people i could do i could do good but i can't do him so, so someone was saying how hard 
like Trump was almost so quote unquote simple that like, that's why anybody that comes down on SNL and there's people can just, you know, there's a lot of people that can do the impression, mm. but they were saying how hard Hillary was, which I get, I didn't really think about it, but I was like, Oh yeah, that is such a, she's such a fucking hard voice Ugh. to imitate. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's such a challenge. Trump is, that's another reason it's so cartoonishly perfect that you're like anybody who can do the a voice like uh, 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 like that is going to get well and bernie was easy to, as hell oh my god he's yeah. just an old jew it just was yeah. larry david yeah yeah bernie yeah. was the, the same we're fucking political guy. revolution and then we're going out for soup <laughs> we're going soup. out for soup <laughs> <laughs> everybody pays for their own soup he's like jackie mason a little bit <laughs> hey hey listen kid that's what he said to the pope i said i met the pope i said listen kid <laughs> doing a great job with the Catholics. <laughs> did you see him today? He was doing that. Uh, he did something today or yesterday. Who? Oh. Bernie Sanders, where he's grilling the guy. That I was at the Senate confirmation hearings. Yeah. Trying to make some sense of all of this. They're I don't know. Dr- I put the thing in the thing. And then we'll get soup. Trump's bringing in this guy that's kind of a climate change denier. Yes. So you're telling me that you're responsible for the climate. You don't even know if it's raining out. So you're fucking... I shouldn't necessarily <laughs> say the climate. he's hot, a climate change denier. He's a skeptic to the science. You think it's true. You deny it. You think it's true. You deny it. What's the truth? <laughs> Let's Listen, get soup. Let's get some soup. You still owe me $2 for that split, split piece. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a tab at Cantor's. He's <laughs> Listen. I don't know my Cantor's tab. How's the lockers tonight, baby? <laughs> I would love to have an Maybe old Jew half president. Half cookies you know, they're so nurturing. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Who do, who's that? Bernie Sanders. He seems like a, yeah, he does. He does. He does. To me, he does. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. But, yeah. but, 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 don't, but don't we know that anybody who has kind of the audacity and fucking self-indulgence to want to be president is mm-hmm. also behind that True. fucking crazy, a fucking right. crazy person. Uh, yeah, I think I'm he's sure right. he's a nice person. I was there for the right reasons. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> I spent 22 years in the Senate. But I was you, mayor of my town of Vermont. Or isn't it possible that someone <laughs> could not want to be president until they realize that the country's back is up against the wall, and that's when he finally ran? Isn't it, it is possible that sure. he realized there was no hope on the horizon for the status quo or this this new thing, this Trump thing, and he's like. Maybe I'll go. Do you think? Do you think had 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 the DNC not fucking strategically shoved Hillary Clinton in front of him, if he had fucking won, do you th- uh, do you think he could have beat Trump? That's a that's an you, you know it's just an open speculation. With the Who banks have allowed him out? to win. Who knows how it would have played out? I'm it's so cur- I'm so I'm a, fucking curious to see that. I would love not he, something he, I'm prepared to uh, <laughs> to discuss at this time. But would you would you think you would have won, Bernie, or what? Do you think you would have fucking beat I, Trump? I think I would have given him a run for his money. I think I would have won in the Jackie key Mason. states. <laughs> <laughs> what key states do you think you would have beat him in? I think I would have won in. Uh, you, you think Michigan? You would have taken. I down? think head to head, I would have been very competitive with the Trump campaign. Oh wow! What, I think what, we're both outsiders, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. You should do your Trump impression now, and you guys should duel. Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. President, I can't accept your presidency. I'm stepping out of government. I'm taking a job at Goldman Sachs. I need to make some money. You're welcome. That's what I would say. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I, I've done for you more than you've ever done for me. So you're welcome. You want to make college free? You want to make college free? I'm going to charge four times for college. Four times. More debt. Mr. Trump, I beg your pardon. Don't beg me. Don't beg me. Don't what's, beg what's me. What's in those tax returns? 
I'm, I'm not going to show you my tax return. I don't need payments to show you. to your barber? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> my, st- my stylist does what he does very well. He, she does very well. I, tried I have tra- a trans stylist, by the way. I have a trans stylist. You want to talk about trans culture? I have trans stylists. Okay, don't tell me I don't like the LGBTQ community. I'm very low budget. I'm working on a... I care more about the important things in life. You look like you shop at the dollar store. It's pathetic. I it's, tried the Trump pathetic. steaks. They were harder to digest than your foreign policy. Trump steaks are delicious. Don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're better than Omaha steaks. Don't listen to that. We have premium cows. Our cows are beautiful. They're shipped over from Russia, from, from California. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate your racist comments that you've made in the past. I'm not racist. I'm racial. People, I'm racial. Making fun of people with disabilities. Oh, what, what, what? I can't mock a retard anymore? What's the news coming to today? I can't do that. I can't sit up there and jiggle my wrist like we used to when we were seven. Screw you, Bern. <laughs> I'm going to mock a tard once in a while. Get used to it, America. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's legitimately what, that, that was legit, what would come out of his fucking brain. Yeah. In the, that's for sure. And you know what? That would be fed live to America, an argument between those two, and fucking his fans would love it even more. Yeah. Like, he's right. He should mock fucking yeah. read. Fine. Fun. <laughs> That's what my buddy said to his mom. He was like, she was a diehard Trump supporter, and he said, justify seriously to me, justify how he could mock a handicapped person. Just tell me, tell me the, what's the fucking spin on that? He said it, was, it wasn't because he was hand, just yeah, watch it once. Yeah, yeah. Volume off. Watch it once. No one in the world, if someone who speaks no English and has, doesn't understand our culture would go, oh, they're probably making fun of, it looks like they're making fun of, making a, a character of somebody. It's just, I, there was this kid who was a comedian. But you know, he does that about everybody that he thinks is flustered. There's like a whole series. I saw that. Oh, really? Yeah. But, like but every but time he, he thinks he goes, Ugh, he does that with when no one knows what they're doing. Oh, and he's trying to figure this out. Yeah, he, he literally that's his thing that he does. When I'm not defending him, but the the real fact is he always does that. All right, they showed yeah. video of them looping, but yeah. but specifically he did like this arm thing like that. Yeah, I, I just it feel was like more specific. It was a pretty more extra. Yeah, it was definitely like it. wrists banging against each <laughs> yeah, other, kind yeah. of a move. He does this in some of them, open handy, and then this was kind of like, mm. I mean, it was just like what what you what when you were a punk kid in third grade or fourth grade was were doing to each other mocking shit it was like so obvious that that's what it there was there was this comic and I, you guys probably wouldn't even remember him but he was an LA comic one of those guys that was just always around and you never really saw him go on stage much Earl Skakel and, and he uh, he had <laughs> this he had these giant front teeth and like a receded upper lip so that his teeth just like jutted out <laughs> and I'm talking to him I don't know what the fuck was going through my mind, but subconsciously, I like you, curled my you lip up above it. my teeth, and then he just looked at me and he goes, "Oh, that's really funny. That's really." And I realized, like in a second, that I was doing it. Right. And I was so fucking embarrassed. I didn't know what to <laughs> oh say. <my> God. <laughs> It's kind of like when someone's like, yeah, when someone's twitching, you just naturally yeah. just do it with them for some I reason. I think it's a monkey response. Monkey see, monkey yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. It's like, like subconscious. Yawns, like when yeah. someone yawns and you start yawning. Right. Holy shit. Or when someone has a fucking thing on their face, you you just kind of even feel it on your face. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not there, but you start to like feel it on your own face, and then you got to go, dude, if fucking, you got right. that thing. What are you doing, there. Jeff Ross? Somebody knocked. Somebody knocked? Oh, there was no one there? There was no one there. Shit. Love Someone that. knocked. I gotta, I gotta go anyway. 
This is so Jeff. This has been a blast. I came in an hour before these. You uh, <laughs> you were the first ever on a, a live podcast. Had a great time from the comedy store. Had a big day. I want to rest. Yeah, you had a lot of shit going and you on got here. Big shows tomorrow's when you tape, mm-hmm. right? First so day. one more time for everybody. Roast battle. January 26, 27, 28, 29 on Comedy Central. Going to be great. John Mayer, Sarah Silverman, J- um, Jason Sudeikis, Snoop Dogg, Jezelnick, awesome. Beautiful, Whitney. beautiful, beautiful. You're, All live on Comedy Central. Um, you're in the uh, in the uh, sizzle reel that opens beautiful. the show. I'm so proud. Nice. It's yes. really fun. Andrew Santino, your Showtime special. What's yeah. it called? It's called Home Field Advantage. I did it in Chicago uh, at the theater. Are that you I used from? To, yeah. Oh, beautiful. It's, you already said that. Yeah. When you were talking about the accent, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I did it in the theater that I used to go watch bands in when I was in high school. It was such a fucking oh, surreal thing. That's yeah. fucking awesome. It was fucking beautiful. wild. When yeah. is it out? See you, man. June. It'll be out in June. June. Beautiful. Yeah. Powerful Jeff Ross. <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, Fitzdog Radio Fitzdog Podcast. Fitzdog. Tour dates coming up Tacoma, <laughs> Whoa. Austin. Tampa, um, What's up, Tampa? <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix. I'll be coming to Phoenix. Go to fitzdog.com. A lot of lot of uh, shows. Powerful this What's that? Yeah. We should play poker down here sometime. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, live poker game, like a live, live poker, poker podcast. podcast. Yeah. That'd be perfect for that. I don't know how to play. It'd be awesome. Well, that camera, you stick it in the middle of the table, and you can terrible. see everybody playing. You should, you should decorate this and fucking get an air conditioner. Yeah, we could do some shit to this room. This room's pretty badass. It's cool that they have it. Because you could also like open it up to like a little bit of a. It's like nice and cool down here. Because yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's this is a good I spot. Like the, it's cool. You can, if you have this door open and that door open, you can kind of hear the show. Yeah. In the background. Well, you can definitely hear the. We, we can still hear the piano. We gotta get, get get a TV down here. We can see what's going we on. We could. The stages. We could get a monitor and yeah. watch everybody. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah, we could easily do that. Like Mystery Science Theater uh, yeah. comics that we know. Yeah, that's not like rocket oh. science. Jeff, thanks, buddy. Rogan. Thank you. Andrew. Always a pleasure, my you, friend. Although I, I I'm going to come you, by tomorrow. I gave you a dainty, womanly handshake there. It was like... Mm. Thank you, sir. And uh, Greg, where, where can people get a hold of your shit? Fitzdog.com, baby. Fitzdog.com. And uh, Greg Fitz Radio is your Twitter, right? <laughs> Fitzdog. <laughs> Fitzdog. Fitzdog. Well, that's it, folks. You you have been witness to the very first ever, and it went into the 20th, so it's an inauguration podcast in Huge. a lot of ways. Oh, it is? Yeah, because we're here. Yeah. It's the 20th. Um, and uh, that's it, you fucks. First time ever. Comedy Store live podcast. We'll do it again. It was fun. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Thanks to Caveman Coffee. For their awesome coffee, go to cavemancoffeeco.com. Use the code word Rogan, save 10%. Thank you to stamps.com. Go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page. Type in JRE and you will get this four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. So go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in JRE. And thank you to Wink, the artist formerly known as Club W. They've branched out. Uh, Wink, if you go to trywink.com forward slash Rogan, you will get 20% off and a complimentary shipping right now when you go to trywink.com forward slash Rogan. 20% off and free shipping. 
Yeah. Trywink.com forward slash Rogan. The end. We did it, folks. We got through. That was fun. We will definitely do that again. It, uh, it, felt, uh, it felt different. It's cool because we weren't in my studio where I get you know real comfortable. I think there's better. It's like it takes you out of your comfort zone, even though it's at the comedy store, which is you know very much a place where I'm at all the time, and it is in my comfort zone a lot. This this is not my studio, so it's uh, it feels different. It feels weird. It's a new environment. The setup was different, so it was cool. I liked it. And uh, it was cool to uh, introduce people to Andrew Santino. He and I, are, we're going to do a full podcast together sometime too. And I had no idea that he does such a good Trump impression. Um, that's it. So uh, we got a lot of fucking badass podcasts lining up. And uh, including Alex Jones. He'll be on soon. I know a lot of people think that somehow or another me and Alex Jones are feuding. Because Alex Jones tells people I don't call him. He was texting the wrong number. So... I got a hold of him. He got a hold of me. And we're going to make it happen. Conspiracies will be unveiled. Or not. We'll find out. Um, so that's it, fuckers. Got a lot of other people coming up. Some really good guests I'm super excited about. And that's it. So until then, um, this is Comedy Store Live Podcast number one. 